Dan, how you doing, man? How you been? I am doing well, Philip. Um, it is only February. I have just come back from a very long holiday, but I feel like I need another one. Like I already mm. feel burnt out. And that's not a great time. Me sign. too. Me too. Me too. I just, I just uh, had a wonderful holiday in, uh, in Cape Town. I'm now in Joburg. Philip, you're mm-hmm. still on holiday. <laughs> no, no, I'm not back to work. Uh, now no, it's meetings back to back. Mm. Mm. And you know, right, you know, right. Dan, you know, I've got people that are trying to take me down. You know, mm-hmm. I've got, I've got, I've got to stay hard. I got to stay on my toes working. And Peter, Peter's hurt. Peter's hurt. Mm. And you know, there's a song. This, 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 this is the song I've been playing past few days just to keep me focused. I don't know if you heard it, Dan. Are you familiar yeah. with this song? I am familiar with the song. Way, way, way up. Turn it all up. Yeah. Look. I got enemies, got a lot of enemies Got a lot of people trying to drain me of my energy They trying to take away from a nigga We up with the kid and pray for your nigga I got girls in real life trying to fuck up my day Love's going online, that ain't part of my feel day clean I got version. popping with my family too I got niggas that can never leave Canada too I got two more Daddy, my enemies are prospering right now My enemies are prospering And uh, it's scary it's scary, Dan. Have you thought about pointing off your car? Huh? Have you, have you thought about pointing off your car as a... Fam, put, put that second mortgage on your house. Whatever it takes, whatever it takes, you gotta do it. Uh, yeah, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna get into that. We're gonna get into that. <laughs> But first, guys, first, guys, um, we're trying it different this week. I am now controlling the sounds. So let's see if I can do this right. Dan, are you good to go? Why, yes. Let me hear a drum Watch them, watch them, watch them, watch them. Two big timbers is back in the building. We're still not in the same country because I'm still working. But the energy well, shall return. I, I think Drake is still playing in the background. Yeah, yeah, no, he's good. Damn, the enemies don't stop. <laughs> the enemies don't stop. Also, I've got also, a lot so of funny. enemies. A <laughs> lot of enemies. The pads. <laughs> huh? Got a lot of enemies. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Two Broke Twimbles. It's your boy Danny, that guy, aka Danos, the Mad Titan, aka Denford, Wegumaraini, aka Denimbi, my life, your entertainment, aka I'm done with these streets. Take me to Cape Town and put me in a dress full of chicken feathers. Have you been following um, Zodwa and her shenanigans, her party that seems to have everyone talking? Of course you haven't. Why saw, would you I be? Saw, I, I saw a bit and then, so someone I considered a friend, well, they were, until they asked this question, they were like, yo, Phil, did you go to Cape Town to attend Zodo's birthday? <laughs> now the truth comes out, Philip. And I was like, what? Blocked. My man, how did you even <laughs> let that, into, that that thought percolate? Like, okay, let's say it was a fleeting thought, like, ah, a coincidence. Phil's in Cape Town, same time as Zodo's birthday, fine. But then for you to take it the next step, and they're like, wait a minute, what if it is there for the birthday? That's what I was like, ah, you wait, I'm gonna respect in this friendship. Akuna. Akuna. <laughs> AKA Akuna Moon Wendy Danimo. 
That's right, that's right, that's right. And he's able to not only the unmistakable, the irrefutable, the unquestionable, the please don't believe my enemies boo. They canceled that podcastable Phil Chad, aka Flame Flaws, the Big Boss Baby, aka Sex and Tolovo, aka Filthy Phil, aka DGM Karate, and of course, Shama Wari, Ditengerevo, Dringy. Welcome to another episode, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is Two Broke Twimbos. Um, we doing our thing, we doing our thing. As usual, before we talk about the mess, let's start with something positive. Let's shout out some Zimbabweans and Africans around the world doing big things, Aguan. Someone we've really never mentioned on this podcast. And it's a shame because we need to, we need to acknowledge people, you know, Phil. We need to acknowledge them. And sometimes it's not mm. fair that we don't mention people, you know. So I just thought this would be a great time to bring up uh, Tapones Wamavunga. Oh, who's that, Dan? Who could that yeah, be? Yeah, we, you know, and that's why we're here to introduce you to new, to new names. Well, to kick off Black History Month in 2022, Complex.com has compiled a list of 15 black British talents working behind the scenes to push the UK music industry into the future. And it's it's weird that the conversations about the UK music industry, but they're talking about Afrobeats and Amapiano. But Ngoman Dion Dio. See what I did there? Um, anyway, UK-based Zimbabwean music executive Tapones Omavunga has been recognized as one of the 15 black British music executives shaking the system. And we want to give a shout out to uh, Tapones who has been recognized again every few months. There's just a reminder of how big of a deal she is. So shout out to Tapones uh, we, we I think we both consider her a friend as well. So mm, you know, mm, your shine mm. is our shine, girl. I think we both yeah. deserve the, the credit equally yourself and ourselves yeah, yeah, because we're yeah, friends yeah, you know we family yeah. you know what i'm saying shout out to your taps we, we are so fake we are so fake look at us just, the the nepotism is real anyway shout out to taps i didn't i did i dinner with her last week we had, we had a great meal great catching up it was it was good linking good vibes good vibes and then i don't know how much of the story i can tell anyway let me tell you the story let me tell you the story. so I'm in Cape Town. She's in Cape Town. We're like, okay, let's link. So she's like, yo, come, let's have drinks at the hotel. I'm like, bet. She's like, okay. Oh my God. Another friend coming over called Nanel. Nanel, you might know, is the co-founder of Food Season with Benza. And then there's Gemma, because Gemma happens to be in Cape Town. So then Gemma changes. She calls an audible. She's like, no, 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 guys, come here. So then she sends Taps the location. And then Taps is like, yo, Gemma invited me to this place, but I think this might be an illegal speakeasy. Because she said there's a code that I need to give at the door. I'm like, interesting. So I'm not going to give too many details away because it is somewhat of a... <laughs> the, a gray it's area. A, it's, but anyway, we get to this location. This guy's friend, the guy is fronting like he doesn't know what we're talking about. Eventually he's like, what is the code again? We give him the code. He walks us through this very dark alleyway with Ndues hanging everywhere. This Ndues hanging everywhere. And then the entrance is per toilet. Literally, the entrance to this venue is per toilet. And we are looking at each other like, guys, where are we going? What is happening here? I'm gonna I'm gonna come out alive. And then we get to a door and then we gotta get we gotta do a knock in code. You know those little slides, some guy opens it <laughs> and Douglas you're gonna have to cut this out, but he's like shouts, what the f do you want? Closes it. Taps it like uh we here to see our friends, Jabba, we here for drinks. <laughs> It's like, who told you about this place? Look at Gemma told us about this place. We got some drinks. Then he closes it and this massive industrial door slides open. And then they let us in. And it's it's a I, I can't I don't want to give it too too much away, but 
It's a very secluded place. It a plus on presentation, a plus on experience. You know, like you know, like have you ever been on on like a murder mystery weekend, Dan, or in one of those um, escape rooms? Yes, that's what it was yeah. like. And I would so, love to go to a place. So like that's that. the atmosphere. And Dan, I I kid you not. So I'm there, as you know, Dan. I drink once a quarter, or when I'm being paid to. So Taps is like, yo, Phil, I haven't seen you in years. Nah, you're drinking tonight. Gemma's like, no, Phil, you're drinking tonight. I'm like, you know what? Fine. Okay, I'll drink. So, so I ordered an old-fashioned. Dad, I've never tasted a drink so potent in my life. You know, normally, it takes me like a half a bottle to start getting tipsy. Three sips in, I was already seeing lights. <laughs> But no, it was good vibes, man. We had a, had a good time. We had a good time. So yeah, shout would, out to Taps. Okay. That is on my, that kind of thing is on my bucket list. You know, just like, and just like you, not a, one of these secret places where you go, gee, you never, no one ever knows about it. It's just, and no, I, I don't want it to be anything overly shady going on there. I just want it to be super private because the people there very, care very much about who, what goes on and who comes in, what not. Secret knocks. I would love that. Phil, I would have, uh, ha, uh, I would have been living my best fam, life. The thing is, Gemma, Gemma knows all of, she was riding off like, she was like, if you guys like this place, I'm going to take you here. There's another place here where the waitresses are really cruel to you and they'll tell you you're the bitch of the table, but the food is amazing. And there's, there's this place and then there's this place. I'm like, oh, do you know all these places? <laughs> <laughs> you should for Cape Town Tourism. <laughs> well, of course, Gemma would know those places. <laughs> <laughs> shout out shout out taps shout out Gemma and the other person who you said you met what's her name Nanel Nanel oh Nanel dope 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 um, another bonus Zimbabwean doing it big Sindiso Dlovu who um, has been selected to participate at the Miss Africa Golden in Tanzania ooh oh, nice. someone I forgot to mention um, some more shout outs in the realm of sport the Lady Cheetahs Won uh, the Southern African Sevens Rugby Trophy in Maseru last week. Uh, so shout out to the, the Lady Cheetahs. They broke all records, apparently. They won. They thrashed every single team in front of them. They actually didn't concede a single point in seven games. Nice. That's wild. Nice. That's wild. Shout out, shout out, shout out to the Lady Cheetahs. And they will be uh, uh, competing at the Africa Cup in Tunisia uh, in April later this year. So shout out to them. Killed it at the Southern Africa tournament. Let's see if we can represent an Africa now as a whole. Uh, so yeah, yeah. The Lady Cheetahs. Yes. Go Cheetahs. Roar. I don't know what the I don't know what the No, yeah, that's what I did. What? You gotta go roar. roar. Cheetahs Cheetahs meow. Wow. Wow. No. Wow. So you know, that's that's our shout out to the Cheetahs. Wow. <laughs> All right. So this is normally a quick section, but I, I suspect we're gonna be on it for a while. So we have a follow-up from the last episode. No, hey, Dan, our, I don't think our Patreon group has been more <laughs> frantic and more active than it has been this past week. Let me let me open it so I make sure I capture everyone's viewpoint. So last week, obviously, we spoke <laughs> about we'll be for uh, hours. The, the, the burning situation with Joe Rogan. Uh, it only started um, to burn brighter afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> so let me start off by saying this is a great opportunity for me to encourage you to subscribe to the, our Patreon. Uh, if you simply go to twobooktumbos.com forward slash donate, very easy. You can join the patron. The patrons group will add you to a, 
a WhatsApp group and you're going to have great conversations in there because mm. we've been having some great conversations this past week. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, quick recap. Last week, we spoke quite at length about Joe Rogan, probably the world's biggest podcaster, and uh, his beef because he brought on anti-vaxxers onto his, uh, his platform. And I must say, you know what? Listening to so many things and takes and following up and all of that and realizing I didn't know as much, I- I've learned a lot since last week. Mm. Where to start? Uh, okay, recap of what we said last week. Last week, um, Spotify were coming under fire from uh, artists that were on that had their music on Spotify, and they were asking their labels and whoever was owning their work to take their music off of Spotify because they didn't want to be on the same platform that was peddling misinformation about the vaccine. Joe Rogan also put out a video saying, "Hey, I'm not peddling misinformation. I'm just speaking to different people. Some people are for it. Some people are against it. I just want to have everyone's viewpoint, mm, which is kind of where we fallacy." We discussed the, the we, we discussed back and forth about what's true, what's not true. And we also spoke, both of us spoke about our our thoughts that no one should be censored. Censorship shouldn't be the answer. But we also had a little bit of nuance to the discussion. And since that discussion on the podcast, oh, have the streets been banning? Have the podcasting streets been banning? Mm. So I think it's appropriate <laughs> that we start with a follow-up from last week, Philip, and uh, and really, really get into it, you know. Um First of all, some updates of things that have happened since then. Mm-hmm. So uh, one of the artists that also spoke up was India Ari. Well-respected in the black community. You guys mm-hmm. remember India Ari? I am not my hair. Um, well, Brown skin. She said, oh, y'all only mad at Joe Rogan today, huh? Mm-hmm. I bet. Hold on a second. And then she she posted up a supercut. I don't think she made it. It's something that's been circulating before. Yeah. It was a supercut of Joe Rogan uh, saying the N-word. Mm-hmm. And then capping it off by saying you wanted to go see Planet that, of the Apes. That's a whole other story, Philip. Don't, don't, don't say that's That's bad enough. Then that's like, that's next level, in my opinion. But uh, okay, I'll discuss my thoughts about now. For now, let me just tell the story. Um, so by the way, this supercut... It kept going, eh? It wasn't yeah, it like three or four it. times. I was like, you know, like when when people are posting to Twitter and they only get two hundred twenty <laughs> seconds, and then they've got to yes. add a second video to continue. That's what to what do? They, they were, <laughs> <laughs> and it kept going, bruh. It kept going. I was like, man, you you know you know how you can use if you were to to take the tone of each word. You could make a song like a beat. You know what I mean? Like now, so first of all, there's that. Um, the second thing is there was another story that Joe Rogan told on his podcast about when he went to go see the one that Phil was alluding to. He went to go see Planet of the Apes, but he went to go see it in a black neighborhood in Africa. And did he say which country? I can't remember. Anyway, he basically went to go see it. And then the way he describes it is it was like stepping into Planet of the Apes. Mm. We all know what that means. Mm. I mean, come on. Mm. I mean, come on. No, Dan, so, you need to understand. No, Dan, the context. It's all about context. context. You can't take it out of context. Like, that's what he said, Dan. It's all about context. The problem is you guys are taking his words out of context. And that's all right. It's not fair. So then Joe Rogan came out with another apology video. And this time he was even more... Like, I have to give him props. Joe Rogan knows, like, 
That's one of the best apology tours I've ever seen. I'm just saying. Dad, if you've got $100 million, you can afford a good publicist. <laughs> uh, they'll be coaching you. So Joe Rogan has been on TV the, for over 20 years. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's nah, his, his PR is strong, I must say. I mean, it's not strong enough for him not to do the things that he's apologizing for, but his apology videos are strong. I mean, like, I'll be watching and I'm just like, mm, I'm so angry at you, but I want to soft. want to soft. So... In this apology video, he says, listen, there's a video going around of me saying the N-word taken out of context. Just that line tells me that it, he didn't mean his apology. But anyway, he goes <laughs> on to say- it. Dude, there's, there's no such thing. It's, it's like saying, yo, there's a video of me calling women bitches, but it's taken out of context. You know what I'm saying? Like, No, no, no. <laughs> um, I mean, there's nuance. We can't, we can't just 100% say one or the other, but let's get into it in a moment. Just for now, the video came out. He says- Yo, I just want to express my apologies. I haven't used the word in years. At the time, I thought it was okay to use it if I was quoting or if I was talking about someone else, um, but I don't do that anymore. It's a terrible thing. Um, and he also said, like, you know, every time a white man comes out with a video and has to say, I'm not racist, you effed up. And I didn't effed up. So he said that. Anyway, so there's also some, some other celebrities' views. So for example, The Rock, right? He commented on Joe Rogan's initial apology, saying, well done, brother, for apologizing. And then people called him out, basically saying, yo, are you sure you want to show your support for this man? And mm-hmm. then he double-backed on his, and he was like, yeah, I didn't know all the other stuff, my bad. Um, people like Jon Stewart, who's a, a darling of many leftists, leftists, even the blacks love him. Mm. Jon Stewart was like, y'all <laughs> overreacting about Joe Rogan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, it gets very complicated. I would love to also include, you know, some of the viewpoints that we had in our, Hey, I'm going to have to scroll far for this one. Yo, yo, yo. So we have, I, no, I think we can summarize. Hmm? I think the majority of the, the views in the, in our group were pretty much the same. There are a few, um, of Joe Rogan stores, hardcore fans that Stands. are hurt. Really? They are hurting right now. Roganites. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and we're not going to mention any names. I think we should in, call him. And <laughs> I think we should call him. Actually, I think if you Ooh. listen, man, can you can you defend your man's? Because we're ripping him right so, now. <laughs> where's my phone? Who, who are we calling? Who are we calling? Who are we calling? The, the biggest stand of all of them. Mm. <laughs> I mean, he said he wanted to be on the call, but he was afraid he'd be at work. Um, but that was because we were we were recording on a different day, so maybe he's freer. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me give him a call. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to shout out some of our, our patrons. Um, and you can be part of this conversation again. Like I said, tubooktumas.com for slash donate. <laughs> I think, I think Mads is at work. I think Mads is at work. <laughs> Hello. Hello, is this Simba? Yes, this is Simba. Simba, have you caught you at a good time? What up, man? Yes, filthy Phil. What's going on, man? Uh, S- Simba, we're currently recording the podcast, and um, we've come to the subject of your favorite podcast, which apparently is not us. I mean, and, that, that uh, hurts. How much? Wait, first of all, are you on the patron list for <laughs> Joe Rogan's podcast? Absolutely okay. not. I have one favorite podcast, and it's the only podcast that I send my hard-earned <laughs> dollars to. So let that not be twisted. So, <laughs> so, are you saying if if, let, if let we were caught in the crosses, anything around here? If we were caught in the crosses, would you defend us the way you're defending your man's right now? You know what? I actually funny you should say that, Phil. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, you know what? If someone said some janky stuff about Dan and Phil, what would I do? <laughs> 
and it, it brought me back to uh, Dan. You, you talked about um, a few weeks ago. You talked about how there's this like weird relationship that you can have, like an asymmetrical mm. relationship that people have with podcasts that they listen yes. to, right? And you feel like they're your friend, even though they don't know you. Yes. And and that's that's kind of what it, you know. That's kind of how it, how it came across to me. It's like, look, I've listened to this guy for like twelve years straight. I know this dude. Don't talk smack about my homie. But you know, it's <laughs> I, I I do get you know I do get how people get. Mm. So in the in those twelve years, how many episodes did he say the n word and you just let it slide? Well, the thing is, within the I've heard. Um, I don't recall specifically how many, but I have heard him say it, say it like, and this is back like maybe 2013, 14. And I think our attitudes about the N word have evolved continuously over the years. Um, but that's where, that's why I was saying like context actually matters. Like we can, we can say what we want, but context does actually matter. And in the way he was describing it and talking, talking about it, you know, for me as a non African American, quote unquote, you know, I think I see it a little bit differently than people that 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 were born out here or ADOS or whatever it's called now. So I think um, I'm less sensitive to it, mm-hmm. but I understand why people get really triggered. Okay. Mm, so that's why Tariq Nasheed wants you guys gone. That's why <laughs> so, he wants you out of there. So what what is what is he call? Don't bring up ADOS. What does he call like Americans that are born there? What does he call them? Um, uh, Ados, Americans of Ados. African descent. No, he called. There's a word that he uses for. I know. I know. It's American descendants. American descendants. Of oh, slavery. sorry. Yeah, there we go. There's a word that he used. There's another word that he. I think it's um not naturalized. Not. I can't remember what it okay, is. Okay, we're not digressing. Damn, we're not so digressing. The fact that you're here, Simba, is because we also want to be fair. All right, we don't want to just be because maybe Phil and I just have strong views. I I have. I think I have softer views than Phil, as I generally do. I like to understand. You know, there's there's good people on both sides. You know, as as one of my favorite people of all time once mm. said, and mm, big T, big T, <laughs> my man, big T. <laughs> so okay, here's the situation for me. For me, I'm I'm gonna get into a conversation about air quotes cancel culture, but let me start here. The 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 supercut video of the N word, while it is concerning to hear, and it is kind of shocking to see it. Phil, let's be honest. Did you and I think that Joe Rogan had never said it before? I think if you had never seen anything and someone came to you and said, does Joe Rogan say the N-word? Or like, I mean, I'm, I've never I heard mean, it, but on. absolutely. I mean, I mean, does a bear shit in the woods? I mean, come on. I mean, come on. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so there's, there's no, that doesn't, to me, that video doesn't make me think any differently about the current controversy that he has going on, which is the, the COVID misinformation. Now, I had a very, I had a bit of a different take when we spoke last week, and Simba, maybe you'll remember because we, we spoke about it a little as well, where I said, you know what? I don't think things should be censored. And I think it's fair for Joe to have people, if they have some level of credibility, come and speak about things that are not mainstream. But it is also dangerous because on the, on the flip side of that, there's people who will actually live their lives based on those lies. So that that's my that's i kind of like stood on that and i still kind of stand there but i also didn't think about the fact that joe rogan does have a little bit of a history of pushing covid misinformation yes he's had the other side but it seems like in my little bit of research and i don't listen to joe rogan so maybe i'm wrong you can correct me simba you can let me know but it seems like he does have a token kind of oh what does the other side say but his main belief system seems to be 
These people are lying to you. The vaccine is bad for you. And in fact, he, there have been, I saw clips and maybe, you were, maybe they were taken out of content again. I expect you to let me know if that's true or not. But I saw clips of him saying, for example, if you're young and healthy, don't get the vaccine. I saw clips of him uh, um, pushing yeah. ivermectin, despite the fact that the majority of doctors and the majority of scientists, credible scientists and doctors have said, don't use ivermectin. It's, it's, it's bad for you. And so there's all these little things that he has had a strong stance on that make me say, you know what? This is not just a case of, hey, I'm talking to different people. This is a case of him pushing agenda. And, and the fact that he sells pills and supplements on his show and he keeps on pushing natural immunity, it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Am I wrong? Does he have a different viewpoint? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so this is good. We need to break it down into layers because there's definitely so many layers to this. But when it comes to the COVID disinformation piece, I think um, if people that don't listen to his show, if you just hear the clips that are being played, um, you know, I saw like on CNN, they they really pushed the horse tranquilizer or horse medicine uh, uh, narrative and about ivermectin and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, the the truth of the matter is with ivermectin, I mean, you know, there's, there's on the, the majority of, of, of doctors that have been outspoken about it have said, hey, it doesn't do it doesn't do very much to help with COVID. But it is not a it is not a horse medicine that's going to kill people. Now there's one person that was reported to have tried to find ivermectin in some kind of like um fish thing and, and then they ended up, you know, but the truth of the matter is this is an actual medication that has been uh has been that 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 that, that doctors use for Specific, um, uh, and I, I don't. I'm not a doctor, so I'm not going to try and get into the specifics of, of what kind of. Uh, so we're dangerous. Lucky for you, we had a doctor on the uh, show that, to discuss this. We're, we're dangerously close to being kicked off Spotify, Phil. Right. <laughs> mm, actually, we already have been. Remember? <laughs> oh, that's true. Okay. Look, I won't. Okay, I won't get into that. I, I won't get as much into that. But what I will say though is the the the, the COVID stuff. He's had people with different points of view come on the podcast. And the clips that are being posted are him questioning. Sometimes, you know, he talked. He talked to uh, Sanjay Gupta, and he questioned him on questioned him on uh, on uh, natural immunity, and you know, uh, on young people being healthy, and then the effects on the heart of of vaccinations. And then Sanjay just sat down with him and he said, "Hey, look, this isn't true. This part is true. This isn't true." On his podcast, there's been a number of times where people have said, "Hey, what you're saying isn't correct, and this is why." And he's corrected himself and said, "Oh, okay, cool. I didn't know that." So those but are the, the of following episode, did down. he change his views or did he go back to saying the same thing you're saying before? He 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 went and he tweet and he tweeted the thing that he was wrong about. He went even further and he tweeted the thing that he was wrong about and said, "Hey, look, I was I think it was on the on the heart condition issues. I forget my, the name my of the, is, yeah. of the specific condition that they were talking about." Yeah, myocarditis, myocarditis, and he said, "Hey, look, you know what? This was incorrect." And he tweeted it out and said, "This is a correction." And he spoke about it on the next episode and said, "Hey, I was actually wrong on this particular thing." But you know, that stuff doesn't get put okay. Out. So, would you think that it's unfair to say that he's pushing misinformation on his podcast? That's not accurate. Yeah, I think I think that's not accurate. I, I I think a fair way to put it would be to say he's giving a lot of voice to people that have been discredited, um, and he's allowing them to kind of speak openly. And because he doesn't, he's not a subject matter uh, um, expert. 
he kind of allows these guys to ramble and say things that are inaccurate, which in turn may cause people to make stupid decisions. So I, I think that's a fair way to put it. And, and that's the part that he addressed when he first talked about the controversy. You know, he said, look, I'm going to try and have people on that disagree with some of the people that I'm, that I'm having on the show so that we can, we can have an open and honest conversation because that's the point of the podcast. Okay. To me, this is a little bit of semantics, but fair enough. Okay, fair. He's not personally pushing misinformation, but he's giving a platform to discredit people. And sometimes that can be, that can be a source of misinformation. So what would you say? Is, is it a good compromise yeah. to have a, a, like a, a label? The following episode contains uh, discredited information about COVID-19. Please consult your physician and don't take it for medical advice. Is that a fair compromise? Or if we were to say certain episodes, let's take them down because they might have misinformation that could mislead people. Um, I think all three of us probably agree that he shouldn't be taken off completely. Um, even taking down of episodes, that's kind of iffy, but I can, I can understand the, under, the, the argument from both sides. Um, the argument for taking certain episodes down, which they have done, by okay. the way, or the argument against. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think the labeling is fine. I mean, I, 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 I don't, I, I'm personally not for it, but I think it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a compromise, you know, it's a fair compromise to say, hey, we're going to label stuff. But to take episodes down, I think is absolutely ridiculous. I am 100% mm-hmm. against it. And I'll, and I'll tell you one reason why. So there's a guy named Kyle Kalinsky. He's like a, you know, far left guy, big Bernie Sanders dude. He's got like, you know, uh, years and years on, on, uh, on, on YouTube. And he, he's been on the Joe Rogan show and his episode got taken down. So I was kind of following his Twitter and he's, he was trying to recall what he talked about on the Joe, on that particular episode. This is like six months old or something like that. And he's like, we didn't talk about COVID at all. We, he's a, he's a political guy. The one con- controversial thing that he talked about was Saudi Arabia and he railed hard against Saudi Arabia because of the Khashoggi thing. And he talked really hard against the king of Saudi Arabia. And that episode got taken down this week. And Funny enough, just this month, Spotify just got into Saudi Arabia, and they're getting into or or getting into talks of getting into Saudi Arabia. I mean, that's that's why I think we talk about silencing people as being a good thing when it's something that you believe in. But then, if we allow that precedent, and people talk about the slippery slope, and it's seen as an excuse, but we talk about a slippery slope when a, when someone's talking against killing, murdering of journalists. And Saudi Arabia gets involved. I mean, we're, we're opening the door to a lot of stuff that you know when it's when it's not your side, you're you're allowing these guys to throttle. Yeah. I think we both look. We both agree with you that censoring is a slippery slope to walk down. But I did ask the question mm-hmm. last week. We cannot sit here and claim to say that every single thing that has ever been said must exist on the public platform. Period. Because we must never censor. I think most of us would agree. If 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 Nazis were spewing hate speech against Jews and it was on a public platform. Most of us would probably agree that, listen, there's literally people being killed. If, if um, anti-trans rhetoric that literally calls for the killing of people was on public platforms and we were to ask right now, should that be taken down? Probably both of us would agree that, hey, that should be taken down. So let's not pretend that there isn't a line. There's a line somewhere. And the question is, where's the line drawn? Mm. Right. So obviously both of us, all of us really want the line as far as possible so that there's little censorship, but at some point there's a line that can be crossed. Right. 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So, I think mm. I think there's definitely a line. I just don't think that that you know this particular situation in any way comes close to that line. If we're talking about you know you know uh, encouraging genocide and things like that, I mean, yeah, we're now. I mean, that's that's such a far that's so far away from where we are now. Um, even though the rhetoric, as far as I've I've seen, uh, you know, some outlets and some people saying like, well, he's basically killing people. I mean, if if we start to do this just because we don't like a, a person's speech and not allow, you know, Danny, you put it really well when you just said, look, we need nuance, right? Like, if if you're either if you're either being pushed to be completely far right Nazi killer or far left communist, and and both sides are kind of, you know, pushing against each other. And anyone that's looking for nuance continues to get pushed one way or another. We, we've got nothing. We end up with nothing. So I think that's that was that's kind of the thrust of my of of my. Just you're 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 preaching to the converted, Simba. You're preaching. Neither of us want him so, taken down or the, taken the, out. The thing is, I I think we've we've buried the lead, and it's somewhat concerning to me because. I think the, the the scrutiny towards Joe Rogan started with the COVID thing. But to me, the bigger thing is the racist remarks and the racist jokes. No matter what the context was, those are racist jokes. And it's even more stark. It's when it happened in the same week that Whoopi Goldberg was suspended for two weeks and might even leave The View because... To, to pause it because we don't have much time. She basically said that the Holocaust was because she, she, she basically framed it as the Holocaust was white and white crime. And it's because people are humans have the capacity to be evil and hate each other. And they tried to say, no, but the issue was because the Germans or, or rather the, the Nazis wanted to exterminate the Jews, which Whoopi Goldberg's statement from my view wasn't a hundred percent incorrect. It just lacked a certain bit of nuance, which they were trying to have. Ad. Yeah. And because Whoopi Goldberg did not get the nuance, she did not deny the Holocaust. She did not de- degrade the Jewish people. She did not prop up the views of the Nazis. She simply lacked a little bit of nuance that took her from understanding that the Holocaust wasn't, it wasn't just white or white crime. It was the, try the, the calculated attempt to eradicate a race and a religion. So it was racial. She got suspended. Yeah, she so got suspended a little more than for just two nuance. weeks. But I get your point. Okay. I do get your point. Yeah. Yeah. She she got suspended for two weeks. Yeah. Joe Rogan multiple times has said things that can be deemed as racist. But still, okay. This is this is wait, let me finish. This is what I wanted to have a he, rant about. He has said ah. things that can be deemed as racist. Mm-hmm. India Ari, when she raised the point, she was saying, Yeah, guys, Joe Rogan well. Whether or not we agree on COVID is up for, is, in my opinion, in her opinion, she was like, it's up for debate. That is, that, that is debatable, right? We can have the debate about censorship and, and what someone can say because mm. Joe Rogan's defense is, guys, I'm an entertainer. I'm not a journalist. And people are saying, fair and fine. If you're an entertainer, then we need to put disclaimers on your show to let people know you're an entertainer and not a journalist because you don't have the skills to pass information, right? And I think we're all in agreement that... Well, Phil, sorry, I have to interrupt. The problem problem with this is the journalists that are going up against Joe Joe Rogan have the reason, instead of 
having a little bit of self-reflection and saying, why is it that this entertainer podcaster guy has so much more weight than we do? Like, why? what have we done wrong to get to this but point? But that's the point. And if they had a little bit of introspectiveness, that would... That would, no, that they would be able to stand far enough up. He's a better journalist. No, but, than but no, that's not the point. No, the point is, as we just said, he's an entertainer. Entertainers will always be more more popular than journalists. There's never been a time where there's been a rock star journalist. Maybe one, maybe, maybe the guy that that, that exposed Watergate. Maybe that dude. What was his name? But outside of that, exactly. There that's my go. point. I don't know. <laughs> they, they are, they, you, the journalist is never gonna capture the zeitgeist of popular culture the same way an entertainer does. And let's not forget, Joe, Ro- Joe Rogan is an entertainer. From from him appearing in sitcoms, to him him being a successful stand-up comedian, to him being on Fear Factor, to him dominating UFC, he is an entertainer who has a wide, wide, wide audience. So we can't say he's a better journalist because he's not. If I, like, journalists, in terms of research, in terms of research... They've, they've, okay, so okay, we talk about journalism, right, and, and the cost of lives and things like that, right? Journalists have demonstrably lied and been and basically transcribed things from, from without without asking questions of power. So let, I'll give you an example. When you look at uh, go back to the Iraq War. I mean, they trumpeted the narrative from the White Simba, House Simba, and Simba, lied about Simba, Simba, Simba. Simba. We've not contracted Simba. 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 Because now this has become anecdotal. This is Simba. Hold on. Let's let's can, let's not make can, this. This so is can, not a. I can list off all the way. I can list wait, off all Simba. The way. This is not a. This is not a political debate of what about what about. Our discussion is here about Joe Rogan. If he did something wrong, it doesn't matter what the person who accused him have done themselves. We are discussing Joe Rogan. So let's not. What about you guys? What about you guys? Left. You know what, Phil? I just realized Simba is doing very well in life. He's leaning towards uh, mm. you know conservative views. Uh, My man is making bank. <laughs> Got me feeling like a black uh, Republican uh, money uh, I got uh, coming. Man is making Republican money right now. <laughs> <I got. laughs> so, Simba, let's 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 not get no, sidetracked. Let's I, not look. make this a political discussion about what have <laughs> what have what have the journalists and the leftists done versus the whatever. Let's discuss Joe Rogan just as Joe Rogan. I, uh, this is what I want to rant about. First of all, just quickly to address what okay. Phil was saying earlier about the the problem of racism. Like we said earlier, if we were to try and guess, do you think Joe Rogan has has got some mainstream middle America racist viewpoints. He probably does. So it's not a surprise that he has said racist things and he must face the consequences for that. However, I am against us equating. um, Okay. Let me put it this way. If a microphone was in front of you, Phil, 10, 15, 20 years ago, all the time, and people were bringing out the things that you said 10, 15 years ago, and they were problematic, you must face the consequences for it. Sure. And in my opinion, generally, it's like something you said 10 years ago was wrong. And you must apologize. Hey, should maybe. He yes, you should. I mean, if I you, mean, if, I no, no, no. If you said something that's problematic, if you said something that's hurtful, if you said something racist, if you said something that hurt someone, absolutely apologize. Hey, 10 years ago, I used a slur that hurts black people. I am really sorry. At the time, sure, maybe in my head, maybe society viewed things different or maybe I didn't know things and whatever, but I apologize. Some people can choose to forgive. Hopefully, most people will choose and will realize that, hey, 10 years ago, I also said problematic things. Hopefully, most people forgive. If other people choose not to forgive, that's also fine because you did something hurtful. 
And let's not pretend the N-word is not hurtful. It may not, maybe to you and me, it may not hurt as much because like you said, you are not a naturalized American, whatever we call them, the the Americans of descent of slavery. Maybe, maybe it doesn't hurt to you and me. So let's not use our own personal experiences. There's people out there that are definitely hurt a lot by the N-word. So if someone chooses not to forgive Joe Rogan, that's absolutely fine. But in my opinion, we can't equate it to right now, you said something problematic on a current platform and that platform is choosing to kick you off because of what you said and what you did. I don't think that's the same as, hey, an, a, an old tweet from 10 years ago came up, we must kick you off the platform. No, you must apologize. If enough people are outraged, I mean, that's that's society. We got to figure out how society works. But in my opinion, that's why I'm not too mad about a video from 10 years ago, even five years ago, uh, this supercut. It, it confirms what I thought that... Mm, Joe Rogan probably does have some racist viewpoints, but let's hope he's changed some of them recently. Uh, let's hope that those things that he thought back then are different now. And that's because I know if every single word or every single thought that I had in my past were to be put out in the public, I would be apologizing to a lot of people. If all the jokes that I had shared with you, Phil, 10 years ago, or even the jokes that existed on my Twitter timeline. I still have them. Don't worry. I'm, which I'm holding on to them. I hope I've purged, but who knows what still may be there. If that were to come out in public, some of the things I've said about all kinds of things. You, you remember Rambling rambling Ish Weekend? I mean, I said some wild things on Twitter. <laughs> I would hate for that to come out, but I would not want, I, w- I would hope that most people would realize that, hey, I had problematic views. I never gave enough thought to things. I was a little bit impulsive and I used social media and I said some hurtful things, but I hope that's not an indication of my character. It's just, I did stupid things years ago. All right. If I know better, I've learned better. We've all had an opportunity to learn better. Here we are now. We're in this situation. If I'm still doing it now, then it's a problem. If I said it back then and I don't show any remorse, then it's a problem. If I show some remorse, it could be a problem to some people, but at least I hope most people would apologize. So that's why for me, old videos resurfacing, old tweets resurfacing, I think we we focus way too much on that because we all have old things that we might be ashamed of. If, the, if they did hurt people, the person must face the consequences still, yes. But I think we shouldn't overemphasize our... our or overemphasize the influence of things that appeared long ago, especially in a situation like a podcast, which is not scripted. The person speaking for three hours, the person says things. It could be reflective of what they have in their head, but I mean, let's hope he's changed. Even if he hasn't changed, at least now, and I think we can, we, he, he has said, and I think most people can agree that in recent years, he hasn't used the N-word because he learned that even using it in the context that he thought was fine is not fine. So to me, he's done something. He used to do it. He's come, he's changed because he learned new information. I mean, people have the choice to forgive him or not. In my opinion, it's not that big a deal. If you do it now, it's a huge deal. And to me, that's why I wouldn't equate Whoopi and, and Joe Rogan's situations. The second thing I wanted to rant about is... Yeah, and... and go, go ahead, Simba, before I move on. No, I was going to say, I, I, could, I couldn't agree anymore. I mean, the one... Thing that I didn't expect that I've never really expected to say very much is Danny. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> wow. The second thing I wanted to rant about is Simba's rudeness. No, I'm kidding. The second thing I want to rant about, and this one is a little bit more of an overview. People use cancel. They cancel culture. What are you talking about? What Simba? Who is out to get Joe? Who who is out to get him? Is it not the people who are offended? Oh, I can tell okay, you. Okay, tell me. Who, who is out to you. get Joe? Who, okay, who are so, his detractors, his enemies? So, 
that are out to get him send fifty thousand. There is a there is a huge there is a huge power struggle right now in American media. Okay, okay. And, I mean, it might not, it might not be. Be- before that, also, as a I disclaimer, is this factual or is this a theory? No, this is not theoretical. I mean, the the players that are involved are it it is clear. If you look at if you look at the group that put out the first video, the the the, the compilation video, this is a group that that's uh, and this is open public information. And I'm going to send it. To, I'll send it to you guys so you can double check it and you can. You can edit this stuff out if it's incorrect. But this group is funded by a PAC. Uh, uh, it's a political. You guys know the, the political action committee, mm. right? These are groups in the U.S. that super PACs, because there's limits on how much you can specifically give politicians. Yeah, so the, there's a there's a Democratic super PAC, and I'm and look, I'm I, I'm not political one way or the other. Oh no, know, we, you know, we can we can tell. We can tell you're not. not. Politics, what? I'm a libertarian. I'm a libertarian. Whoever his policies <laughs> are that, that are incentivizing my tax dollars. There so happened to be a uh, Democratic super PAC that's funding this thing. And the problem with it, the problem that the Democrats have at least had in 2000. 16 through 2020 with Joe Rogan was he he was pushing Bernie Sanders really really hard and that took a lot of uh, people that would have voted uh, Democrat and pushed them away from the Democratic Party either towards Trump or towards just being apathetic and saying no we don't want to vote anymore and this and this is why since then the Democratic Party has had a huge problem with Joe Rogan because a lot of people trust him he gets a lot more viewership and listenership um, than all the main media uh, 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 companies. Can I ask you a question, Simba? So, I can tell you. Are there people who are not part of this PAC or action group or Democratic Party, are there people who are offended by Joe Rogan and what he has said? Just the regular man on the street. Absolutely. So, do you not think... Absolutely. And I think the regular man on the street is... I think the regular man on the street has more of the type of views that you are, that 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 we're kind of discussing. Where it's like, "Yo, you said some really messed up stuff. You need to you need to you need to to own it up. You so, need to own up and say, "Hey, look, this is what I did that was messed up. And if you apologize, there may be some forgiveness. There may not be some forgiveness. But I'm talking about the people that are pushing. Okay, wait, hard. I mean, wait, 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 let's 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 let's, let's not let's, come just before Spotify let's not get caught up in the political discussion. I, I want to bring it back. I, I agree with you and I acknowledge that they are probably political groups. They are probably media groups that stand to benefit from um, spreading a lot of uh, or rather smearing Joe Rogan's name. But if we claim that that's the only thing that's going on or that's the main thing that's going on, I think it discredits the everyday person, you and me, who just see the, yes, someone put together that supercut and the person behind it was funded by Ningi, 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 but it's not lies. They simply just took something that actually exists. And the people who saw it have a right to be offended. It's not like they're, they're not being manipulated into being offended. They have a right to be offended. He used the N-word, right? So let's not, let's not conflate. Yeah. Let's, and let's, let's acknowledge. Honestly, look, that's the part I, I, I struggle. It's I, fair that. to acknowledge that the people who are pushing this information might have an agenda, but they're not lying. They put out a video of facts. We 
just just like Joe Rogan's camp are also pushing to defend him. So whatever's going on at the top there, the politics, it's good to know about. It's good to keep in mind, absolutely. But don't get too pushed. Don't be pushed into this. I'm on this team or I'm on that team. Take all the information, look at it and make a decision. The information we have in front of us is Joe Rogan has said some racist things. He has apologized. He seems to have changed some of his ways, but he's got some other problematic things going on. That's the discussion going on. Where it came from is important to know but should it really change your opinion? Because the information is there. So yes, there's a group that seems to have an agenda against Joe Rogan. Fine. Yeah. But even though that group exists, they're simply revealing things that are there. They have a slant. They have an angle. It's important for us to know and to recognize it. Absolutely. But we don't dismiss the problem just because it came from a problematic. We don't dismiss the information rather just because it came from a problematic place. If the information is credible and we can believe it, Yes, it came from someone who had an agenda, absolutely fine, but it's still something that we can base a decision on. So in my opinion, let's not build up a they, a conspiratorial people who are, because that sounds manipulative to me. It sounds like saying, don't believe what you're seeing with your eyes because it came from somewhere that's, that's, uh, that's got problematic history. It's funded by somewhere else or whatever. If, if we can prove that they're lying, if it's a case of this is actual lies, this is screenshots and photoshops and video edits, that's a whole different conversation. But if it's simply someone who went and listened to the podcast and just t- took out the clips and put them together, yes, they were funded by Ningi and whatever, whatever. I mean, it's information that exists, information we can make a decision on. Yes, there's some people who seem to be pushing an agenda, but it's not lies. So let's not focus on the they. Let's focus on the information we have in front of us. Society has always, this is what I wanted to say. Sure. and, and I- Cancel culture has always existed. It's not a new thing. It's just something that's been weaponized in political discussions. In a small village, if there was a known uncle who was over there always inappropriately touching other people's wives, the society could get together to kick that person out or to call him out or to have an intervention or to shout at him. Well, history has shown us that most societies didn't do that, but let's hope that some did. (laughs) If there was other problematic or antisocial behavior that a society showed, generally, if it was against what the society viewed as acceptable, society would get together and ostracize that element of society. So we cannot say cancel culture is something that has been pushed recently. Yes, there's people with agendas. I hear you. Agendas exist. There's political motivations and financial motivations. But the fact of the matter is society as a whole has something that is generally accepted as socially acceptable behavior. Saying a white man saying the N-word is not accepted as socially acceptable behavior, which means if a white man says it, society is responding to it. Social media has made the village global, obviously, and that's why it now seems like it's a global discussion. So there's no conspiratorial they. Like, let's give ourselves credit. The information is put in front of us. Maybe the question we can ask, is it credible? Is it is it truth? If we can determine that it is credible information, regardless of where it came from, hey, the Democrats want to do this, the Republicans want to do this, the GG, if the information is credible, we can make decision as a society. And in my opinion, R. Kelly was canceled not because there's a conspiracy against the black man. That might exist. Yes, the conspiracy does exist against the black man. But the fact is the information came out. We know what R. Kelly has done. And that's why society has generally, most of society, not all of it, but most of society has deemed this as unacceptable behavior. We do not want this element among us cancel him joe rogan is it's funny enough spotify has not funny funny spotify stands on the other side of no but <laughs> once again that's not how it works simba so yeah, i actually want to have this conversation with that but i get what you're saying but it's Spotify doesn't have that decision because not even R. Kelly owns his music, right? Mm. Spotify enters into these massive um, 
negotiations with record labels and rights holders. And a part of those negotiations is the record labels know. We know you guys want to take R. Kelly off, but no, we need that money from R. Kelly. So if you want the rest of this catalog, you're taking R. Kelly with. And Spotify, because they don't own the rights, has to oblige. As, as Like any other distributor, right? Yes. Which is why, for example, Troy Carter quit when Spotify was considering taking off um, R. Kelly's music back when the cancel R. Kelly movement was at its head because it was like, if we start here, where do we draw the line? Because there are numerous artists who have criminal cases, allegations, or unsavory things about them in their past that we can't ignore. And if you start saying that this is your line, it's going to open up a hornet's nest. The other issue here is, you remember what happened to, to Morgan Wallen, right? Uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't don't know who that is. So Morgan Wallen is a country music, a country musician. He was seen, um, calling, he was seen calling someone the N word when he was drunk. I think it was an Uber driver and he got canceled, quote unquote, even after his canceling and being ridiculed, Morgan Wallen went on to have the highest selling country album of last year. Morgan Wallen performed at the country music awards last year. Morgan Wallen won the most awards at the Country Music Awards last year, even after being cancelled, even after saying the N-word. His music was taken off Spotify <clears throat> because his labels dropped him and radio dropped him. But the people that enjoyed his music, who may or may not listen to Joe Rogan, that's neither here nor there, band together and supported this man, even after his cancellation, which is the discussion we've been having in the group where there's no canceling Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is too big to be canceled. Even even, even the idea article, of canceling doesn't really... What we're saying is a big enough group of society don't <coughs> like this and they're responding in a particular mm. way. But it's not everyone. Even R. Kelly, yeah. the, the one you've just mentioned here, Morgan Wallen. So, so I, was, I was on a flight earlier today and I was reading an article by Roxanne Gay in the New York Times. It's an amazing piece. <clears throat> and you guys read. I, I save some of my favorite quotes from it. And then this is, and she echoes a lot of my sentiments and she puts it in, in, in a far more elegant way than I ever could. And it's something that Dan and I have been discussing. And I also want you to, to, to get, if you can, listen to this. So the first thing she said was, I would never support censorship. And because I'm a writer, I know that language matters. There's a difference between censorship and curation. When we are not free to express ourselves, when we can be thrown in jail or even lose our lives for speaking freely, that is censorship. When we say as a society that bigotry and misinformation are unacceptable and that people who espouse those ideas don't deserve access to significant platforms, that's curation. We are expressing our taste and moral discernment and saying that we find what what we find acceptable and what we do not. She also said, too many people believe that the right to free speech means the right to say whatever they want, wherever, whenever, on whatever platform they choose without consequence. They want free speech to exist in a vacuum, free from context, free from criticism. That, like the idea of living in an off-the-grid, yurt freeze, <coughs> yurt freeze one from the demands, responsibilities, and complicities of human society, is an illusion. Spotify does not exist in a vacuum and the decisions it makes about which content it hosts have consequences. To say that maybe Mr. Rogan should not be given unfettered access to Spotify's more than 400 million users is not censorship as some have suggested. It is curation. 
Information has contributed to tens of millions of people believing the 2020 election was stolen by Big T. It contributed to the January 6th insurrection and this information has helped prolong the COVID-19 pandemic and encourage people to do dangerous things such as injecting bleach or taking ivermectin. And then she goes on to say, the platforms allowing this information to flourish and intensify consistently abdicate their responsibility to curate effectively. Instead, instead they offer tepid, ambiguous, and ineffective policies. They frame doing nothing as principled stand to protect free speech, but really, they're protecting their bottom line. So she covers a lot of different topics there, but I think she covers it as best as I could. And the other point I wanted to say is, as a society, we cannot censor. We don't have the power mm. to censor. Only governments have the power to censor. That is powerful. And yes. I, preach, Philip. <laughs> preach. Papa Philip. Yes. <laughs> so, <clears throat> ultimately, I think, okay, I mean, um, uh, let me say my final piece and then you're free to respond. I think ultimately, everyone is free to support and like who they want. If If people feel that Joe Rogan is their guy, he makes content for them, they love him, they want to support him, that's their decision. If despite everything that's come out in the past few weeks, they still want to like and support him, that is their decision. However, I think it's disingenuous to say that he's being canceled or he's being censored or people are going after him when he's making it easy for people to find the ammunition to go after him as Dan mentioned the thing here is not where but everyone has their motives any form of media in any sphere no matter how altruistic you believe they are everyone has their interest and everyone has their motives and humans will always put their self-interest first that is that that is not up for debate what we are saying is why is joe rogan making it so easy for the people that don't want him to succeed to find things to bring him down look first of all on that piece that you read i i think there's some things in there that i hadn't really processed and thought through um and it's it's good i i you know i take that as a personal challenge kind of to reconsider my own position um i think the the only rebuttal that i may have to to to, to some to a couple of things that were specifically said in there is you know i take heart in the idea that he actually took accountability because when i i mean when i when i listened to that thing and i listened to the whole thing just to like let it all sink in that this is the dude and this is exactly what he said these are the words that he used uh and and, and i think i was more forgiving of the n-word part because i actually you know i i know that those were put out of context and it seemed a little bit uh it seemed very very uh disingenuous to put it all that way without the context but when i heard the the planet of the apes stuff I mean, that was just like, you know, that's a hard line to draw. You know, you can't, that's indefensible. It's completely indefensible. Um, I mean, I think he, he verbally took accountability. I think something, I, I agree with the idea that there should be something more that can be done. Um, but I don't know what that is and what that looks like. It, it's really hard to say. Uh, but I again, you know, I've, I, I don't know if you guys have experienced, I'm pretty sure we all have experienced you know, when experience someone actually saying racist things to you, like in a racist way, like, you know, we've all been called the K word at some point in our, in our, in, in our childhoods or been called boy by like an old white teacher and stuff like that. And, you know, we can, there's a, there's a feeling you get with that. And, and, and with Rogan, I guess for me, because it is a bit of an insulation because of the, you know, 
be it, albeit a one-way relationship, I feel like there's a relationship there that I can have a little bit of a defense in him. But, um, you know, those words sort of, it, it challenges some of my, my, my previous thoughts on it to, to kind of hear it put that way. And at the end of the day, the bottom line is the bottom line. And you're, you're right. Uh, Spotify has their own, uh, their own uh, uh, agenda. And their agenda is the bottom line. It's their shareholders, which I used to actually be a Spotify shareholder. Um, are you really speaking from an objective I place? Know, I, I mean, come Spotify, on. Spotify shares aren't expensive. Spotify was like forty dollars a share when I bought it. You know, I bought like a couple. So you know, it's just not, ah, no place, this no. is why you see but, these. Um, you see you these know, the Republican views, Philip. To me, makes okay. Okay, but and then and then the last the last thing I'll say, if I can, is on in regards to to who is behind the attack and all that. Like I, I know it sounds very conspiratorial, but I think. Both things can be true. The things that he said were demonstrably hurtful, and you can't take that away. And at the same time, there are people who stand to benefit greatly. The the the, the Washington Post had an article randomly this last weekend that had a, a full guide on how to switch from different uh, from different uh, um, from Amazon, from Spotify to Amazon or to iTunes or whatever it is from different um, uh, platforms. And who owns the Washington Post? It happens to be Jeff Bezos. And who decided to get off Spotify before everyone else? It happened to be uh, what's her name? Uh, Joni was it Joni Mitchell and um, Nils Lofgren and another artist. And they happen to be on the front of the Amazon uh, page when you go when you went to Amazon Music. So it's like, yeah, I know there's. I, I'm not going to call it a complete conspiracy, but it's like when these things happen, and you know, we're human beings. We try and put two and two together. There's people that stand to gain from this stuff, but um, it's no defense of the specific words that he said. So, well, mm. so so uh, this man's think. been watching Russell Brand. Um, the point, the point that I'm trying to bring across in all of this, by the way, Simba. Is, he, is, that, is that dude even? Ah, uh, my man. You know, I used to like him a lot, eh? But hey, anyway. Um, <laughs> the the point i mean we've spent we spent way too long on joe rogan this was supposed to be a recap and just an update but i think the point ultimately that we're all making is we yeah, agree yeah. with you simba things shouldn't be censored but what pill what what phil quoted <laughs> my bad what phil quoted is a very valid point it's not censorship to decide that we as a company don't want to expose our listeners to this it's not censorship for a company to say, hey, we're trying to make money. And if most of our subscribers don't like this content, we're taking it off. Sadly, it's not censorship as well. Also, for them to say we're trying to get into Saudi Arabia and for us to get into Saudi Arabia, we need to take off this episode. That's not censorship. That's them trying to figure out their own bottom line. And it's yeah. sad that we live in such a capitalist society. If enough people knew about the Saudi Arabia situation that they got off Spotify because they took off that episode, it would make more financial sense for, for Spotify to keep it on. You see, so that this is now a whole different conversation. That's not censorship. That's curation. We would love if they curated it for the right reasons, but they're obviously curating it for, for, um, for financial reasons. We as a society can then decide what we curate. Yeah. If, if 100 million people say we are deleting Spotify because we don't like this content, that's not censorship. That's society curating and deciding that, hey, we don't like this. We don't want to be exposed to it. And Spotify then making the decision to take it off again is not censorship because it still exists. It's not banned. It's not the government has not stopped you from speaking or something. So that's a very valid point. 
Um, but ultimately, the 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 final thing I wanted to say is, well, if the government is if if, if the White House is is pressuring private institutions to remove someone, that's that's where the line gets a little bit. The blurred. line can be a little bit blurred, but it's still not censorship because that podcast can exist on a million places. I can't remember which podcast app was it, Phil, that offered Joe Rogan a hundred million to move. Um, one of Rumble. Rumble. There we go. Um, ultimately I hate and you you touched on this as well Simba I hate that everything is framed as you're either 100% a leftist communist or you're 100% an inbred backyard um, you know conservative flag toting whatever you know like right winger everyone mm. falls somewhere in between those two and society has enough room for all, like for a wide range of people, right? We would hope that we would, we society will cut out things like racism and stuff. And I mean, we'll, we can hope and dream, but it's not one or the other. I think it's okay to be a fan of Joe Rogan, but to also say, hey, that was messed up. But I enjoy the podcast in general. I think it's okay for people to say, you know what? I don't listen to Joe Rogan anyway. I think it's okay for people to say, I don't listen to Joe Rogan. I don't like what he said. So I'm going to continue not listening to Joe Rogan. It's okay for all those things to exist. And it's okay for someone to defend him and say, like you are, to say, I like Joe Rogan. I don't like that he said this. But I also don't like that people are lying about some of the other things. That's also fine. So it shouldn't be 100% one way or 100% the other way. Let's let's uh, allow mm. this kind of discussion. There's no 100% right or 100% wrong. We can say that Joe Rogan was wrong in this particular thing. But it doesn't mean he's wrong in every single thing. Maybe he's got some entertaining podcasts. I mean, he has to, right? To have that many listeners and to be to have that much longevity. So anyway, let's... Are, are you a fan of Mac G as well? Absolutely. And and if you guys... If you guys... Uh, if, if you... <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let me go. Let me go. Uh, let me see if I can uh, hit up Joe Rogan and see if you guys can get a get an interview on this. <laughs> that way, you guys can also be problematic. I would not refuse that interview. I would not refuse it. I got some questions I want to ask him. Ah, uh, I'll go know the I'll, I'll go know the red cap. Jeff. What are you saying? <laughs> I'm like, hey, and you said and you said you said pill instead of Phil. I think that was uh, that that's coming from deep down. It's like you want to be red pill. You want mm, that's that red pill, my brother. Is that red pill trying to speak? <laughs> Later, Simba. Thank you for your input, man. Let us speak through you, Danny. Let us speak through you. Later, guys. I <laughs> love it. All right, later. <laughs> Yo, that's supposed to be a quick call. I know, that was the right? whole podcast, bro. <laughs> that was the whole podcast. How long have we been? Oh my god, this has been. Oh my, this has <laughs> still got so many talking points. Okay, um, <laughs> Joe Biden, Maggie, I'm skipping that. Uh, uh, that was funny though. Um, was funny. I'm skipping COVID as well. There isn't much to talk about. <laughs> no man, no. What are you talking about, Dad? I've actually got an update. So, um, Dan, um, my infinity gauntlet of vaccination is now complete. <laughs> Yay. I sincerely hope, so for, last week I, I sincerely hope like three years from now, there's not going to be like, if you got vaccinated with both this and this, you may be entitled to compensation. I can miss something over Please contact the lawyer. <laughs> but yeah, um, I got the Pfizer uh, last week. Yo, 
did did, it, did you have any side effects? It, I had all the side effects. It took me out. <laughs> Dad, dry eyes, fever, dizziness, pain, like uh, skin sensitive. I was down. I thought I had it for real, for real. Uh, well, anyway, you know, my arm is still swollen, Dan. My arm is still swollen. You got, you got what you needed. So, you know, mm, I know, I know the antibodies are coursing through my veins. So shout, shout out to the South African Ministry of Health and uh, making sure that I got my Pfizer. I now have completed my infinity gauntlet. And uh, once again, Dan, I, I still have not contracted uh, the COVID. So not even COVID once you look on wood. Not even COVID mm. once. Mm. Do you wanna do you wanna do you wanna play the jingle? I really don't. I mean, was, was that was that the COVID update? I mean, what do you wanna talk about? Do you wanna talk okay, about the numbers? the numbers? Okay, guys, in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe, four point three million vaccinated, and yeah, people have are getting it. In South Africa, we've got fifty thousand active cases. Yeah, and it's whoa, it's raging. <laughs> oh, hold on! In the Beijing Olympics, it's firing as well. If you're in Beijing for the Olympics, please mask up and get home. You know, I, you know, uh, as before we move on, you know, we're going to be discussing Valentine's Day and and, and what's going on on the timeline. Uh, but as you guys know, uh, February is a, is, is a month of love, you know. And we, I don't like the, I don't like the energy you're bringing to this. This is a huge announcement, Philip. Mm, mm, mm. It's a I huge announcement. To, hold on, hold on. Let me let me raise the energy. Let me raise the energy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we are very excited to announce a new partner. Well, partner might be a strong word, but let's hope that it continues being a partner, you know? They, they are definitely supporting the podcast and they have paid for this read and they have given us a long, <laughs> a full lawnmower 4.0 kit, Dan. My balls are smooth. Like <laughs> so eggs. first of all, what I, what, what I want to say is if you've ever really been on the internet, like for real, for real, I'm talking podcasts, YouTube, there's certain advertisers that you're like, you know what? If you get these ones, ah, you've made it. You've made mm, it in life. Mm, and, and, and we've reached and that level. We've, I, we've reached and, that level. And, and they, they, they contacted us and, and we were more than happy to oblige. So yes, um, as you guys might have seen in the in the copy of this podcast episode, but also just here, um, this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. And and and, and they and they, they've been like you know no, in guys. In my dreams, in my dreams, I never thought this moment would come, and here we are know, announcing it. Give it. You know, they hit us up and they were like, "You guys, you guys, you guys look like the type of men who like to keep their balls clean and pristine." And we were like, "You were right, sir. How did you know?" And they were like, "We're sending through a kit," and they, they came through. We've got the the clippers. We've got the aftercare kit. They even sent us boxes and shirts. I mean, we, we head on over to our Instagram to see us modeling. Uh, our, our manscape attire but yeah so they want us to, to talk about the the, 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 the new package and uh, here's the copy ha, it says, I see what you did there <laughs> yeah, but, uh, so it's a happy new year from our friends at Manscape, and this month a lot of our listeners are planning romantic getaways or just a weekend away at a very legitimate and real men's conference you know it's a real thing Dan men's conferences during February 14th they happen all the time we are part of the it. sad thing is the sad thing is there's a radio station that is organizing a men's <laughs> conference. I was like, really, guys? There's something okay, else I'll cool. tell you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, 
So some of the listeners are just looking to keep their New Year's resolution of being more groomed around their ghibli bits. You know what I'm saying? Because, <laughs> uh, you, you know, like if you listen to our other episode on of Mental Wellness Mondays that's coming out, one of the Ooh. ways to, to make things seem bigger is to just remove, just trim the hedge. If you just trim the hedge, automatically you've added size. You know what I mean? That, that so it's time to join the 4 anxiety, million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped. The leaders in a below the waist grooming with an exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the code 2BT. We've got our own special code, Dan. 2BT, the number 2BT for 20% off plus free shipping. So, Dan, I, I, I know you, you might not recall this, but um, uh, last year we actually discussed it on the podcast when, when Godwin was still with us. And, you know, I like things a little clean down there. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I used to go for, for waxing appointments, but then due to COVID and also an insecure boyfriend, it's been difficult for me to see my my anesthetician for for my wax appointments. So things have been getting a little too rough around there for my liking. Mm-hmm. And Manscaped came at the right time. So I, I, I used the ball trimmer and it was a lovely experience. We actually head on over to my TikTok for a <laughs> step-by-step video. <laughs> Of how it worked But all jokes aside man Shout out to Manscaped For supporting us We we love what they're doing We're going to be doing A lot of content Around them So head on over To our social media pages And don't forget Go to manscaped.com Use the code 2BT For 20% off Guys They're taking a chance on us We need to show them That our podcast listeners Support Okay So men Head on over there Make sure your balls Is clean Women <laughs> This is the perfect Valentine's slash birthday slash graduation slash baby I love you gift. Just get your man the the Manscaped kit, manscaped.com. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. If you if you've never done anything for two broke trembles, now's the time to step up. Now is the time. Now now is is the time. Manscaped head on over to manscaped.com. Now, of course. It's actually a good deal. It's not just, we're not just, I mean, you would be supporting us, so that's great, but you're actually getting yourself a good deal as well. So ladies, even if you don't have a man right now, start preparing. Mm. You know what I mean? Get it, prepare it. When Mm. the man comes to the picture, hey, you know what? A token of my appreciation. You know Gentlemen. what, I, you know what, the, we, we, we're going off the range here, but if it, if it's good enough to trim the balls, I'm sure it's also good enough to trim the hoo ha. You know what I mean? I mean, let's 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 sell it for what it's supposed to be. You know, manscaped.com. It is. Uh, it's for it's for our gentlemen and our our lady listeners. These gentlemen, buy it, buy it for your brother. That's not weird at all. Buy it for your brother? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. It's not weird at all. For your dad, even. You know what I mean? That's weird. If you've got a grown son, buy it for your grown son. No, but okay. Genuinely, ladies and gentlemen, this is serious. Two Broke Twimbos this week has been sponsored by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and use the code 2BT when you're checking out to get 20% off whatever Manscaped product you're buying. On top of that, you get free shipping. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. And don't forget, when you order the Performance Package 4.0, you're going to get the Signature Lawnmower, which is obviously the one we were talking about, the Electric Trimmer, which is designed to trim hair on loose skin. The Advanced Skin Safe Trademark Technology reduces cuts and nicks on your sensitive areas and also comes equipped with a 4,000 4,000 Kelvin. Oh, that's a lot of Kelvins. LED spotlight that's bright enough to shine a light <laughs> to your true love this year. I love this copy. <laughs> uh yeah. And this package also includes the weed whacker, nose and 
ear and hair trimmer to whack all the worst of your weeds. And Manscaped.com even threw in two free gifts. Their shred travel bag and an anti-chafing boxer brief to keep your boys cool and collected. Yeah. There's this line in the kit. So once again, we're going to do a full unboxing video. Like, hey guys, welcome back to our channel. Have you been asking what we got in our Manscaped kit? And here we are. We're going to do that on social media. But yeah, shout out, shout out to Manscaped for supporting us, man. We really appreciate it. And, and shout guys, out to please. everyone who is right now going to manscaped.com and ordering something and then putting mm-hmm. in the code 2BT. Mm-hmm. I, I, pers- I personally prefer, uh, I love the crop preserve deodorant. It actually smells quite good. Nice. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing, gentlemen, like on that special occasion, on that special day, you know what I mean? Not only is it going to look good, it's going to smell fresh. You know what I mean? Even just for yourself and your own hygiene. Like, come on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, guys, we just said, but we've always been advocates for male grooming and hygiene on this podcast. And now we get to put our balls where our, our money is. And this is good for us as men and for women as well. I mean, it's a win-win for everyone. Everyone benefits com from mm. order what you're ordering at checkout code 2BT. Let's make it happen. Mm. Word. Let's do it. This is a proud moment, Phil. I'm proud. It's, it's, it's taking a lot of work to get here, Dan. It's taking a lot of work to get All here. All that's left here. right now is uh, HelloFresh. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> what, else, what else do we need? <laughs> we need um, Squarespace. We need Squarespace. HelloFresh yeah. and Squarespace. <laughs> and then we'll have made it. <laughs> <laughs> one down. The infinity gauntlet of ads is happening now. We got one down. Uh, <laughs> I'll do it myself. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and just to end that off, here we go. The tuna. <laughs> Who did Tune. this version? This is Musa Keys. Oh, nice, 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 nice. What did that dude? That dude seems to have disappeared from the socials. The guy, that, the original singer of that song. Oh, I mean, I don't think that it was meant to be a serious thing. It's no, just, but he was he was, was very prominent on the timeline outside of that. Like, he was just very prominent on the timeline. Then he just disappeared. It's coming, Phil. It's coming. It's still Wednesday. So yeah, Valentine's is coming. Day, Friday. Yeah, and, uh, Shafam, women are the worst gift givers. What the hell is going on in the timeline? Do you see that another, women are giving six packs and lotion? I support them, Philip. <laughs> Valentine's is nothing more if, if, if than you give me, if you give me a six pack and lotion, I'm throwing one at you, right? I'm throwing it. I'm, I'm throwing it. Bah! Stone Cold I Steve. I would love a six pack. I'd love a six pack for Valentine's. Nah, fam. I mean, at least get them. So today, let me just tell you. <laughs> today, I went to the I went to the grocery store to buy lunch, and um, uh, it was Spa the Bridge, and I saw these the, this group of guys, small group of guys. I think it was about three guys. And they were looking at the pre-made Valentine's packages. And so I just observed them for a little bit. And they were picking up the different ones like, yeah, but I, I know appreciate it. I know. Yeah, you know, And I was just watching them and I was like, you know what? Shout out to y'all. Shout out to y'all to actually paying attention or whatever. I mean, you know, finances and so on may be tough and tight and all of that. And I appreciate it. But shout out to y'all for giving some thought to your gift, which is something that women don't do. No, they didn't. Um, it's and, disgusting. And really. I would like to say that that's not the case with my girlfriend, my fiance, actually. Mm. She's an excellent gift giver. 
So I was in Cape Town. She didn't. She didn't drop off your gift. I, I was waiting for it to like. Yeah, I've got a little something for Dan. Oh, no, I already got a gift. Oh, okay. But we don't do Valentine. Valentine's Day is a scam mm. by Big Flower. <laughs> Big Flower is trying to get your money. Mm. So they created mm. Valentine's is it, Day. Is it, is it more like Money Times flour, Day. <laughs> Big Cake Flower. Big Cake Flower <laughs> is trying. To, <laughs> um, what is your gift? So. <clears throat> I don't, I don't like. I don't know if I should talk about it. Like, it's, it's, I just know it Damn. was a very nice. You, you've been no, called out. You've been called a, out. No, no, this is different. This is a. You know what? I don't want to talk about it. It's a me and her thing. You know what I mean? We understand oh, each other. We get well. each other. But she got me something nice. You know, she got me. And the, the what I really appreciated about it is the way the gift was framed because it looked like you know it looked like a bunch of small little nice gifts that I really appreciated. I was like, oh, you got me this and this and this. And then there was like a big gift underneath, which I was totally not expecting because I thought it was just like cutesy little like you know. She did really like, I was, I was very impressed. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> you are well, so whipped. What, what, Good Lord. What, what's the, I am, what's the, what's, <laughs> what's the, what's the worst gift you saw? I think the, the worst one were, was just the aftershave bundle. <laughs> That's not so bad. That's bad. I mean, it's, it's, it's not creative, but it's not like whack. The one I, so the worst it, one I saw <laughs> was a mm-hmm. bundle of Biltong. Two cans of beer <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, and uh, Dio. <laughs> Who's buying these things? Oh my god! <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. I was like, "What?" You know, you know, the, other thing, the thing that really frustrates me is this: is like the stuff that's being bought there. It's literally in the aisle as you walk to the till. So it's not like it's not like a scavenger hunt when you go to the supermarket. Like, oh, I've got to go there. I've got to go there. Literally, just walk into the supermarket and go to the till. In get report. What's going to be next? A pack of gum, some condoms, and a chocolate. <laughs> do you see? Do you see Kevin Hart bought Nick uh, Nick Cannon a bunch of condoms? How many? Like a truckload of con- like a truckload of condoms. <laughs> it's like my man. What a wasted my gift. Man. <laughs> I don't know, like those two. Like the, the gag gift back and forth for the past year has been the most hilarious thing. Did you see when uh, Nick Cannon yes. painted um, Kevin's plane? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, I wonder if they know about this beforehand. Like, I mean. Part of it obviously is, I'm sure part of it is spontaneous, but a lot of it I'm sure is planned PR. Yeah. I mean, how are you going to paint a whole other man's plane? Like, come on. I don't know. But it's insane. Um, speaking of PR, someone who's uh, had some terrible PR recently. What are you talking about? Damn. Our Zimbabwean queen. The, the agenda against, against our, our light-skinned queen. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. disgusting. Tandiwe Newton, formerly known as Tandy Newton, She's okay. Let me let me start off by saying I think a switch has obviously gone off in Tandy's head in the past couple of years since COVID. You know, the woke <laughs> switch. It happens to everyone. Have you have you watched um have you watched Mark Marin's Netflix special? Which one? Uh the most recent one that came out. I can't remember what it's called. Um End of the World something something or I can't remember what it's oh, called. Oh, Fun Fun Times thinking that one. It was last something year. Something like though. that. I can't remember what it's called, but it End was, Times it was fun. brilliant. Something like that. Um so my man, my man describes a woke switch in there. Um, that's a pretty long setup, but long story short is the moment you start thinking about, like he speaks like for a man, 
the thing that's foremost in your mind is sex. But the moment you're like, okay, wait, but something else, you're, you're immediately woke. And, and, and sometimes it takes a little bit of time to adjust and, you know, maybe you start off a little too woke and whatever. But I, I thought it was a very brilliant description. But I think that switch went off in Tandiwe. Something, she just noticed something and then all of a sudden's like, wait, something's not right with the world. You know what I mean? And I think initially when that first happens, you're a little bit, you're like super, super enthusiastic and you run with the Nyaya and sometimes you go a little bit too far. So I think that's where she is right now. So uh, here's the situation. <clears throat> Tandiwe Newton had a, a video out during an interview that she was doing. She was promoting mm. her new movie. And the thing that kills me is, I think, uh, we, and I think the caveat we have to add here is, this was an interview from her home. She was chilling yes. at home. So it's not like she had the stress of having to go to set, makeup, she was just chilling at home. Just chilling. So actually, I, I think, let me play it. Let me play the, the relevant part of it because it's worth listening to. I've wanted so desperately to apologize every day to, to, to darker skinned actresses to say, I'm sorry that I'm choked. I'm the one chosen. My mama looks like you. <laughs> Please keep going. Please She's crying. Keep going. Please keep going. <laughs> My mom looks like you. She's in tears right now. She, she's destroyed. She's broken. It's been very painful to have women that look like my mum. <laughs> okay, Philip. I feel I like mean. I'm not representing them. That I'm taking from them. <laughs> taking their men. Taking their work. Taking their truth. <laughs> I didn't mean she's, to. She's so brave. <laughs> You know, that, where did she find the courage? Okay, so Tandiwe has been com- consuming a lot of Zim media recently. I'll explain why just now. So if you do ever come across this, across this Tandiwe, um, I actually really like Tandiwe as an actress, as a, as a, just as a person and her personality. When she, whenever she does interviews, she's one of the people I've sort of followed. If I see a Tandiwe Newton interview, like on YouTube or something, I'll watch it. I like, I like, I like her. But this is hilarious. Mm. <laughs> so please, please understand that this is not coming from a place of hate. I genuinely think she might be. <laughs> anyway, see, just just two weeks ago, not even two weeks ago, let's say last week, she had another controversy where she was she was talking about, and you, you know that uh, the movie that came yeah, out President, about Nelson yeah. Chamisa mm-hmm. and losing the election in 2018. Yeah. So she well, was commenting producer, on that movie. If I'm not mistaken. And yeah. So uh, she said, she tweeted. Um, so first of all, she was she was in the Variety magazine, um, and she questioned like the integrity of uh, some like the 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 filmmakers BFI or something. Anyway, that's not what the important part is. The, the the thing is, she was trying to apologize for that, and she said, "As a British Zimbabwean, I'm devastated by the human rights abuses being suffered in our ex colony." Now, um. If you were also like our ex-colony, that's a weird thing to say. So were many other people. I mean, it's not that big a deal, but it's such a weird thing to say our ex-colony. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's like a very kind of like a, I mean, technically you're right, but why did you phrase it like that? That's just a weird way to, to phrase it. So that was already kind of happening. Then this video came out in, the, in, in that time. And while the issue she's discussing is very valid, <laughs> 
colorism in Hollywood, in portraying black <laughs> actresses on screen, and always leaning towards light skin actors. Like I said, I think I think she the switch went off. She was like, "Wait, you mean all those times I was just the light skin? Bla- <gasps> That's horrible!" And now she's really going through like a whole lot of emotions because she never thought about it before and realizes that's much of a big deal. It's just, again, the way you phrased it and the way you addressed it is so... The issue itself is valid. We're not trying to say there's no colorism. There is colorism in Hollywood. Darker-skinned actors are overlooked all the time because Hollywood producers are trying to look for something that is more palatable to white audiences and so on. We know that's an issue. It's an issue that many people have discussed. In fact... Even apologizing is not necessarily a bad thing. Saying, hey, I never thought about this before, but I think I got a lot of roles because I'm light-skinned. But I mean, the way she came across is so, that's so crazy. This is, this is hilarious. And what makes it really funny? I apologize for taking your men. She's married to a white man. <laughs> what are you talking well, about? No, because they also would then end up, because the mama looks like them. And she's with a white man. And then the mm. white man and the person that looks like the mama would then make another tandiwe. So basically what she's saying is she's contributing to the eradication of the mixed race light skin girls. And that's, 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 a, that's the real tragedy here, Dan. That's the real tragedy. Um, I, I, I had a conversation with some light skin girls about this. And um, they, they expressed their concern that are we supposed to feel bad for our privilege? And I mean, look, without, without being too woke on this podcast, I think acknowledging your privilege is a, a decent or a good thing to do for any human being. Acknowledging white privilege, male privilege, light skin privilege, all of those privileges are, it's good to acknowledge. But at the same time, I don't think you're a bad person if you take advantage of your privilege. Yeah, I I, I don't think they should apologize. It's just acknowledge it. Just just be cognizant. Yeah, and yo, okay. Just acknowledge. I that got this because yeah. of this, and just um, wherever you can help. You know what I mean? Just be an ally. That's it. Being a decent person means you would help. So, for example, thank you for the role you've offered me. I would also like to ask that perhaps someone else may join the cast or something. I don't think anyone really expects Tandiwe to say, this is a great role, but for too long, light-skinned people have been chosen. I am rejecting it so that you choose a dark-skinned person. I mean, come on. She also, if she was chosen because of the privilege, I mean, it doesn't make you a bad person to take up the role. It's just good to acknowledge that there is privilege. And, and when we say acknowledge privilege, it doesn't mean you don't have talent. Yes, you have talent. Yes, you got the job because you're talented, but also understand that someone else who was just as talented or just as qualified as you maybe didn't get the job because of that one thing that you have a privilege of, for example. So just acknowledge, like, I mean, you don't have to apologize. If you do, fine. Maybe you want to be a decent person. I get it. I understand. But I mean, come on. Do, you, do we really expect people to say, no, don't give it to me. Give it to a dark-skinned woman. I mean, if you do that, you are an A1 person. Like, yo, shout out to you. But I don't think society generally expects people to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, I found that hilarious. And hey, Tandiwe, if you are listening to this and everyone else who is, is wondering, like, what's the big deal or whatever, it was just funny because it almost seems disingenuous because um, how can you be that emotional about 
being offered a job and you took it. I mean, come on. But at the same time, maybe like I like maybe like I said, maybe it's this woke switch that has flipped and she realizes just how bad things have been and she is affected emotionally. And that's also fine. But I think it's going too far. I took things from people that look like my mom. I mean, it does come across very much as a I'm sorry, I'm better than you. I know that's not what she was saying, but that's mm. what it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our thoughts and prayers are with a light skinned queen right now as she deals with this difficult time. Yeah. It's giving me her and Pearl mm. need to get together. Speaking of Pearl, let's mm. do Gaga Gaga, Philip. Gaga Gaga, and we get out of here. That, that Joe Rogan conversation mm. took way too long. Um, I just I just I just wanted to quickly mention the, the national lunch that happened in South Africa. Long story short, uh, Mr. Smeg, corny dude, but he's getting his followers. Shout out to you for doing your thing. He basically Wait, what is he, what is Mr. Uh, Pearl Tusi on Twitter? What, what, what is he? What does he do? What? His entire his entire personality is about the fact that he buys Smeg products. Is he paid by Smeg? And he, well, nope. wow, how maybe pathetic. he is now. Okay, I don't cool. know, but Let's initially go. he wasn't. I don't know enough about him to answer any questions. All I know is he really pushes, I buy Smeg. This is what I do. And he posts pictures of his Smeg appliances and so on. And people keep making fun of him and calling him corny. And he just really leans into it. And I mean, I guess it's a good strategy. But anyway, on Twitter, he asked Pearl Tusi out on a date. To everyone's surprise, she was like, sure, when and where? And um, very quickly, people started mobilizing. Um, it did make me think that this was actually planned in advance and that's wait, still a Dan, possibility. Wait, hold on, 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 You think that the, the fact that a woman in South Africa, a beautiful, famous woman in South Africa, willingly agreed to a blind date with a stranger on social media and it wasn't orchestrated by her PR team? <gasps> Shock horror. I mean, he's not completely a stranger and there was a lot of PR attached to this. But the way it was put together kind of also felt spontaneous. So either the the, the team behind it really did an incredible job because we know South African productions that surround this kind of thing are always just uh, think about the Casper fight. <laughs> or there was some element of spontaneity and then people quickly took advantage and started adding the PR spin and the PR cycle to it. But long story short, they agreed on the date. Um, I mean, Paul Tusi, I think was live on Instagram at first and then it was filmed at the location and they did a whole thing of like getting like black businesses to sponsor. And I, I actually thought it was a really dope like idea and people were really into it. And I mean, Pearl Tusi is a beautiful woman and she's got the charisma and she's been in the limelight for a long time. And Mr. Smeg also like represented for the gents is how people felt because like, you know, he was very like um, chivalrous and came with flowers and pulled out the chair and said all the right things and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, mm -hmm. and then afterwards they were speaking about, hmm, I wonder if we can do more of this kind of stuff. And then Pearl is thinking about potentially producing such a show. I don't know. But I thought it was very interesting. Um, I it's not content that I would consume, but just the whole thing I thought was kind of interesting. Um, still speaking about, uh, this is kind of a follow-up. Um, we spoke about uh, the death of Michael K. Williams last year. Mm -hmm. We had an old episode dedicated to him, actually, yeah. Yep, very sad episode. But it turns out that news has come out that uh, four people have been arrested in, the, in connection uh, with that murder, or rather in mm. connection with that death, which implies that there was some kind of conspiracy behind the situation, uh, basically drugs. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. 
Um, they've been charged with conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute fentanyl, analog, fentanyl, and heroin. Um, Damn, man. Sad, sad, sad. I'm still top about that. I'm still top about that. And and finally, let's wrap up our gaga ga by shouting out our our funny king, Munya Chawawa, who was a host of the Brits um, uh, this past week. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was rocking Givenchy. My man was on the red carpet. Mm. Speaking of red carpets, Phil, you know, would it be great if we were to find a red carpet of an awards show and we also like, you know, rock up? I think that would be cool. Mm, yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. So my man was looking wonder, snazzy. Are there any awards coming up? Are there any awards coming up that we should look um, for? Let's look out for some. You know, let's look out for some. Make sure mm. we're manscaped properly for the event. And uh, I see what you did there. Use that. Although, use the coupon code 2 BT at checkout. What would we be wearing off? for us to need to have to worry about that? <laughs> yeah, well, Dan, you know, I'm, 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 well, you know, my my great granddad is Scottish, so I think it's time I went to additional. It's time for that kilt. kilt. Yeah. <laughs> so my man's was looking sharp in a Givenchy jacket, some Yves Saint Laurent shoes. Looking good, my man. Shout out to Munya. And then mm. he, he made Actually, this whole heartfelt post about how he once won a competition to appear at the Brit Awards. And then fast forward six years, he's actually hosting the red carpet event at the Brits. So my, my man, upward trajectory, hard winning, hard pushing P, baby, it. pushing P. Do you know what pushing P means? Yeah, pushing player. It's pushing positivity. No, pushing player. Progress. Pushing, <laughs> pushing pandemonium. We're supposed to be pushing M. That's man for Manscaped. Don't forget to use the <laughs> checkout code 2BT. Manscaped.com. Well, and pay for that many reads. <laughs> <laughs> that, that coupon code, they need to see numbers on the board. Ladies and gentlemen, please, can y'all be going and purchasing Manscaped <laughs> stuff right now if you're looking for a gift? <laughs> we want that 2BT code. Did you watch the Brits, Dan? Uh, I did not. No, I don't. Oh, okay. So, so I got the winners here. Let's see if you guess. Artist of the year. Who do you think won it? Mm, Sir Savage the 21st. I know. Seriously, give me a serious answer. Give me a serious answer. I don't know, dog. I don't follow. Yeah, come British on, artist like of the year. Ed come Sheeran. on, who dropped an album last year that, that destroyed? Ed Sheeran. Adele. Ooh, Adele. Why okay. didn't I think of Adele? Oh, my bad. Album of the year. Adele. Correct. Song of the year. Adele. Correct. Best new artist. I'll give you a clue. Venom. Venom. Uh, um, um, I don't know. Little Sims. Come on, Dan. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was the one who sang that song at the end, right? No, he goes to, when Venom takes out the body, he goes to Lil Sims concert. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Best hip hop grime rap. Come on. Come on. I spoke about this album heavy. I told you I was going to win. Dave. Bam. There we go. Best pop. Best pop. Adele. No, Dua Lipa. Oh, okay. Is she British? I don't know. I guess um, looks like she might be. Uh, Can you name anyway, a Dua Lipa yeah. song, Philip? Nope. Couldn't even try for one or two. Yo, speaking of, Saweetie's really bad at this music thing, bro. 
still. So <laughs> we've all agreed as a community not to talk about that. No, we're supporting so our no, black queen. So Philip, everyone knows. So, everyone knows. So Philip, I, everyone I, knows. I, no, I traveled and then we got a rental and then the rental wasn't syncing with the phone. So I was forced to listen to radio. So this is the first time I've listened to Top 40 Radio in a long time. And I'm mm. listening to all these new songs. The majority of the songs that Sweetie's on is they're all remakes of old classics. Yeah. And the chorus is obviously good because you're just taking the old chorus and then her verse comes on and every time it's absolute garbage. Philip, Philip, we we done been knowing. We just agreed not to speak about it because we want to support our queen. Because she's, she's likable. Okay. Everybody knows her music is trash. We just don't talk about it. No one ever talks about sweetie music. That's why we're talking about her deals. We talk about her relationships. We talk about how good she's looking. Ooh, icy. Ain't nobody ever talking about her music. Let's keep it at that. And let's support our queens, Philip. Okay. Are you going to break the unspoken rules? All right. <laughs> No, we've got a. Uh, this, 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 this has been raging as well, not only in the timeline but in the in the group. And I watched it, and this was so entertaining to me for multiple reasons. Mainly because Daniel, I realized mm-hmm. we've we've got to kill this narrative of women are the more intelligent species, women are analytical thinkers, men are hot headed Isn't that that? It's dead. <laughs> I think y'all it's been birds. demonstrably proven wrong. Women are birds. So what we, what Dan and I are talking about is a Netflix documentary called The Tinder Swindler. Um, spoiler alert, if you have not watched it. If you have not watched it, skip ahead. It's going to be in the time steps. Go ahead to the next segment. And then when you've watched it, come back to this. If you have watched it, basically the rundown is that there's a Israeli con man who's on Tinder. Um, he presents himself to be doing very well in life. He's basically the Israeli hush puppy. But poor. Put some respect <laughs> on Ashpapi's name. Whoa, whoa. He's the poor version of Ashpapi. <laughs> okay, so. And he, he, and he, he finds he, women, yeah. Okay, and yeah, he finds women, wines and dines them. And then inevitably, um, as we started off the show, somehow my man's always has a lot of enemies, got a lot of enemies. And to overcome the, the attacks from his enemies, because his enemies are prospering. To mm. overcome these attacks from his enemies, he needs to rely on the woman. You know, to, to step in, you know, chip in, help But, but that out. comes in later, eh? That comes in later. Mm. Like, in the beginning, so first of all, he's on Tinder. He calls himself, mm. apparently he changed his name, I don't know if legally or just for the Tinder. He changed his name to Simon Leviev. Leviev is a well-known family. No, he did change Simon. it legally. Okay. It's a well-known family in the diamond industry worth billions. Okay. So he claims that he's the son of the diamond mogul, Leviev. If you Google Leviev, you'll see the family does exist. You'll see that they have billions of dollars in assets, that they run mine mines, they're links to Putin. So maybe they do have a lot of enemies, etc. So it's actually a well, I mean, he really, he really planned this out very well because they're also apparently a very private family. They're not always posting out in these streets and whatever. So you couldn't really verify, even if you Googled him, whether, you know, whether, what does the mm. son look like? So my man claims he's a billionaire. He's running his father's business, but he's on Tinder. I mean, first of all, I mean, right from the get-go, guys, <laughs> is there a shortage of women throwing themselves at young? Really, I mean, he's not ugly, I guess. So young, relatively good-looking billionaires. Mm. Are they women? Even, are, even are they struggling? old, ugly billionaires, even old, ugly billionaires, they're doing well. They, they need Tinder to meet new people, right? Mm. Get out of here. So first of all, you match with someone on Tinder as a billionaire. Secondly, day two, as in I met you today, 
tomorrow, let's hop onto my private jet. We're going to a different country. Like, mm. even if, even if you feel like I'm a spontaneous person, I want to do spontaneous things. Would a billionaire really involve a random stranger that he met on the internet into, in his intimate business dealings? Surely there's background checks. Surely he needs to know what's going on first, GGG. But anyway, fine. Um, and then, of course, the show goes on to say, to show the, how much he shows an, like just an over-the-top show of wealth. Buying bottles, paying for everyone, hopping into Rolls Royces, jumping in a private jet, et cetera, et cetera. Like really, I got lots of money type of things. And obviously he's doing it because he wants you to think that, hey, you're actually making an investment. I'm the one with the money. You don't have money. So the mm. first story, there's, there's just two things I wanted to point out before we make fun of it. Just two serious things. The first story, the lady is house shopping because they're going to move in together. I thought they'd been talking then how much for is a, rent? 15,000 15,000 US dollars a that's month. That's a very key, that's a very key point. So he, he tells her that's the budget, look for something nice. She's actually going to houses. And that's actually smart because now she's imagining, oh my God, look at that shower. I'd be living here. She's no longer thinking of the red flags. But when all this was happening, I thought they'd been talking for a while because they were talking like, oh, he went quiet for a while and then he didn't get quiet. And then I visited him, then he visited him. I was like, man, this must be like six months later. Phil, it was a month. From there, mm. we started talking to we're moving in together, find a house for me, 15,000 a month. We're going to live together. One month had passed. Really, guys? The second thing is, that other one who was like, oh, no, like we didn't connect romantically, but he was a nice friend. You know, I really connected with him like that. So I really loved him as a friend. Really? Really? You met him on Twinder? You met Dan, him on Tinder? It was, it was platonic. It was all platonic, Dan. What, of what are you implying, Dan? How dare you? How dare you? Something that was unsaid in this documentary is you guys saw dollar signs and potential, a life that you would never have. And I'm not blaming you. Not I'm also that proximity to the money. Yeah. Proximity. I'm not, not blaming. It's social I, capital. If I met a billionaire and he said he liked hanging out with me, I'd be hitting up to like, yo, what you doing today, buddy? Hey, what's going on, buddy? What you up to? I bought you something. And, and I need to add a bird sound effect here because you, that's what you're, you're a bird. <laughs> so I'm not blaming you for being interested in money. I just don't like that. It seems like, you know, you're this poor person who was doing all the right things. And then, you know. What has befallen me? That's not right. Oh, no. So I don't want a victim blame. Okay. This man, Simon Leviev, is a criminal. He's a bad person. He must face justice. That is true. And what is also true at the same time is... Is you, you guys made his job really Y'all are dumb, man. Y'all are Fam, dumb. Come d- on. Do you know, and do you know, like, do you know how, how it shows? Okay, obviously, this man is a sociopath. Yeah. And every time he went to jail, they gave him the time he needed to formulate a new strategy. And when he came out of jail, he would execute it to perfection. However, there were always holes in the plan, right? Always holes in the execution. And they were quickly exposed by that last woman was like when this dude had no more options his story started falling apart because he couldn't think on the fly mm-hmm. but that's what I was also like but where we because I think she just casually admitted that oh I gave him $140,000 once again $140,000 <laughs> this, this nigga put more numbers on the board than Will Chamberlain <laughs> fam there are three women in this documentary three three <laughs> women in this documentary of the three women alone the three we are over. We are over four hundred thousand dollars. Apparently, 
in his in that run of I don't know how many years it took, but from him coming out of jail and starting this new thing that he did, he made ten million dollars. So, dude, just imagine, just from three women, four hundred thousand, you're averaging over a hundred thousand per woman. <laughs> what? And then the, there's Damn, the one who I was like, I'm too honest. I'm too girlfriend. honest. I'm like, what? So, I'm too okay. honest. No, but do you know what I really appreciate about that guy? That my man's that guy. Project management skills on a hundred. Can, you, was can ma- you imagine how organized his Gantt chart is? Because my I man want, was I, I want to see that Trello. Ju- I want to see his. Uh, I, I want to see his Slack pages because damn, my my guy, he he knew. Look, listen, I'm going to Munich. Up when I'm in Munich, I'm going to see. Oh, you up and over that day, 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 over that. Ooh, anyway, Prague, over that day. Execution. My man was execution. in the plane. Like okay. Seven of these women need to receive a selfie video from me in here. Ga, 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 ga. My man was using resources, the same picture of Peter over and over. That was a, a, a mm. lesson Fam, in poor efficiency. Peter, Peter, Peter getting beat up every two weeks, man. That poor dude. <laughs> poor Peter. So he okay. his ass kicked. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, by the way, we did have again a conversation about this in the, in the Patreon group. And on the one hand, I don't want to say I don't have sympathy. Because you know what? The truth of the matter is, Phil... Everyone looking at a con from the outside will always say, how are you so stupid? Because also we have the context. We're, 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 exactly. we're going in watching the documentary knowing that this is a con. But, but even you, then... It's true, Philip. It's true. But when you're in, sometimes there may be red flags, but these guys literally plan and prepare to assuage everything. Whatever's going on in your head, they've got the answer for you. They've, you know, and they've got the charisma. They've got the... So I, I know, I know that it is very easy to get conned. I, it, it is easy and can happen to anyone. Of course, some people are more susceptible to it than others. Fine. But it'll be a cold day in Hades before you tell me that I went to take nine loans out. Nine. Fem. I, Fem. I went to different she banks. Took out, she took out so out. many loans. She took out so many loans. Homie had to falsify her payslip. So she could get more credit. At that so point, why didn't she start asking questions? I and mean, that's the thing I've been saying. So, like, as you said, Dan, like, when you're in the moment, people, everyone, everyone gets got. It's a fact. And I was even reflecting. There was a time I got got. I've been got as well. Long, we all, we all there was that. a time I was in a long-term relationship and I was getting scammed. And I think at the end of it... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> stop Sorry. laughing. Stop laughing. Stop laughing. You bastard. Very funny you story. <laughs> You busted. Yeah, I feel got and, got. Damn, it was bad. I was, I was in the. I, actually, Phil, I was you in can't say anything. You can't say. Actually, we no, need I your can because I'm speaking from experience. We want your documentary. Ah, I can speak from experience. <laughs> the Twitter swindler. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> so. And then you're laughing, but you saw how bad it was. And I think <laughs> at the end of that, it was maybe like maybe 10 grand. And maybe it's because Naganaga broke us. 10,000 is the most I could have, you know, been swindled out of. But it was still a lot to me. And But one thing that happened is after that, I learned the telltale signs. I learned the warnings. So it never, it's never happened to me again. Right? But even within that, there are certain things that I don't think I'd ever be scammed. So for example... You and I all know rich people. Mm. And we don't know rich people of any level close to the, the person that's purported to be. Every rich person I know has cash on hand, a to-go bag, and sometimes even gold. Mm. My question is, how come no one said, Ko, you are cash mm. especially, mm? especially if this said rich person is 
flying all over the place, high life in the clubs and the whatever, whatever, you're going to need cash That's for a thing. lot of things. Fam, yeah. Your enemies are after you, but you're popping bottles from Baby Pion. Make it make sense. Make it make sense, yeah. So, the other thing also is, <laughs> I, was, I was laughing because my mans would not have stood a chance in Zimbabwe. My enemies are after me, send me 50,000. That uh, <laughs> is zip it limit. Uh, you got me up at 20,000. <laughs> 20, <laughs> <laughs> so I can only it. send you five. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> zip sucks, bro. We can only send 50 bucks. <laughs> you know the part that actually killed me is uh, the long term girlfriend when she realized she was she was she was, she was getting scammed and she's like I need to get back at him and the best she could come up with is I'm gonna steal his Gucci sweaters and sell them on eBay, ma'am. I mean, how it's many something. how many second hand? <laughs> no, but the thing is, how many second hand Gucci sweaters are you gonna sell for you to make money? To back? get one hundred and forty thousand. <laughs> Two, you knew the documentary was being filmed because Anika, during the interview, she got a notification that someone wanted to buy something. Yeah. Why didn't you start using a little bit of comments and realize, wait a minute, this documentary might get some traction. Let me hold off on selling the items till the documentary comes out. And then and now it's no longer just a secondhand Gucci sweater. It's the Tinder Swindler sweater. How do you know she didn't do that? Did she not? She she okay. Maybe she did, but she did lose some of it. Yeah, but that'll be a, that'll be a good story, right? Imagine, imagine like you invest some of guys. Let me show you this new piece I got. That's the Gucci swindles, Gucci <laughs> sweater right there. And then you and then like you have the sweater. Then you have the Instagram post beside it. <laughs> so my man is still active on Instagram, right? Ah, he's living lavish right now. He's, he's living, living lavish la- and, in and Israel. And he's posting, like he's going live and he's saying, you guys, these are my enemies who paid those women to talk about me. My detractors mm, said- I got my- a lot of enemies. And, and, and he's, po- he's posting his current girlfriend and that's what shocks me. Mm. He posts, like he names her in his account and he posts her and whatever. I'm just like, yo, my man. Anyway, listen, if you've ever been swindled before, um, I understand. I mean, I'm not blaming you. But even by yourself, when you look back, don't you think, yeah, but Appa was stupid. I mean, that's what, when I think of my times that I've been swindled, I look, I think back and I'll just be like, you know what? Ah. Um, Phil, this, this podcast has gone on for too long. Um, let's we had a serious music. complaint about our music segment falling off. So we, we will, need to we step will it up. take it seriously because we have some fire music, fire music. First of mm. all, I'm going to drop what is already a contender for song of the year, in my opinion. If you don't so late, call him. Should I call him? Should we call him? Uh, let's try. Let me see if I still have his number. Let me see if I still have his number. I'm going to play the song now while you call him. K-Chaps released his banger. It's called Geena. What a tune. Telling you I come for you, I swear Yeah, you play smart, then I need a bump Something I will never do again I find I'm more proud, tell them don't try Rather be alone, okay, it's fine Don't worry when young, I'm going to But who's on this water, I'm going to need You said you got my back, which is you I'm going to leave Kundi see, I'm going to leave 
See, the thing with this song is, I mean, it's a good song and all of that, but K Chaps has this ability to make you feel his pain. Like it feels genuine. Like it's not just lyrics. And there's a few artists that manage to do that. You know, the, the likes of Adele and so on. They like you like you you jump into the pain with them. And like he's really there. It's like gay. And the mm. video is dope. And shout out to K Chaps, man. What a tune. I love this song. It's very sad, but you know. Tune. K Chaps mm. gay and a brand spanking. Well, we need to find out who this woman is because eh, she's she's done a number this man. Honestly, like, don't apologize yet. Wait for the full album. And then you're going to apologize. Um, someone else who put out a, a song uh, end of last week is uh, my man's Hilzy. He put out a song called Chaji. Check it out. the phone with uh, Kandoro earlier this week actually and you reminded me of something that I said on the podcast some time back uh, remember when we were quite hype about Hilsey mm-hmm. and it was the beginning of 2020 and apparently I said on the podcast that yo this is Hilsey's year and then pandemic hit and he was like man I mm-hmm. think about that all the time that that damn pandemic robbed us of so much because Hilsey had just I remember he was doing like the 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 circuits of the colleges and they were touring together with Gary Mapanzure. Yeah. He was putting out music and he had just linked up with um um oh my god. Remind me his name. Oh my god, this is bad. You mean Gary Mapanzure? G Easy's producer. Dakari. Dakari. Oh. <laughs> Yes, yes, he had just linked up with Dakari. Man, mom, everything was set. He was poised, he was about to go mad tours, GGG. Pandemic. Man, makes me sad. Sorry, buddy. But uh good song though. Good song there. Um, this talks about some him hip zim hip hop. Uh, there's a new song from Kruger. Kruger has kind of I've been I've been watching from a, a place of interest. But Ginger is not a new song though, Dan. I've heard that before. Ginger has been out for a while. No, it hasn't. Ginger. No, no, not that one. That, that's that's a different song. That's Nyasha David. It's just the same, uh, a similar similar thing, yeah. So um, it's off his album, Jenjere. It's the first single that he's released. It's featuring Holy Ten. Check it out, check it out, check it out. <laughs>
So there's this new style of Zim hip hop that's going around now. And that's like this kind of style that we're hearing with Kruger, kind of what Holy 10 does, what Vaults JT does and a lot of other people. And I, I don't know if I'm a fan of this like cadence. Mm-hmm. I get what It's just, it's, maybe I'm too old. Maybe it's meant for the youngins. But uh, <laughs> speaking of which, I'm going to play one more and the saga continues. So I, I want to pay attention to it because I want to be fair, right? Holy 10 and Vaults are in the middle of a beef that's happening in music. And it seems to be translating to the to sorry, it seems to be translating to numbers. Because mm-hmm. every time they drop a song, it goes up the streaming charts more than a, a, the average hip hop song. So it seems to give some kind of a push. I just don't know, I don't know how it is in the streets, but I'm kind of noticing. So it started when um when Vaults put out a song called Muchi Round and then Holy Ten responded with Mbuyawana Munya, but I think they'd been throwing jabs beforehand. We played those last week. Now, Vaults JT has followed up with something called the story of Morde. And Morde is apparently short for Mordecai, which I think is Holy Ten's name. Um, let, me, let me play it so you hear it, and then I can talk about a bit more. Story of Morde. And it's got that same, that same cadence, but check it out. So this is this is not even subtle anymore. This is full on dissing. Give it, give it, be fair, Philip. Be fair. So he says there, uh, obviously saying Mode is selfish. Hey, you're just mad that other people can do what you do. You came in saying, do you want to represent the girl child now? Wakutuka Amai, of which we know that's a song by Holy Ten. <laughs> I mean. <sighs> <laughs> like I said, I'm not a fan of this cadence of rapping. So maybe it's missing me. Maybe I'm not getting it. I would love to know. It, it, to many of our younger listeners or fans of Zim Hip Hop like that, are you feeling like this style, this this beef that's going on between Morde and Vaults? Um, am I am I not really getting it? Because I, I really I'm I'm not. but in terms of the beef i see a lot of people condemning the beef come on man hip-hop beefs are a thing 
I think they act, they're dope, you know, as long as they don't feel contrived or feel like it's a PR spin or whatever. It's kind of dope to hear like the disses and to hear who's harder and then to get into debates of who's got the best bars and whatever. That's cool. I like, I like that. That's, I feel like that's cool, you know? Um, but I, I, I'm not buying this one. I'm just not, I don't know. What do you think, Philip? Do you have thoughts? Mm, I echo your sentiments. <laughs> I love Zim Hip Hop and everything it stands for. Support it 100%. I love Zim Hip Hop, but I, I, I'm struggling. I'm struggling. Help me, help me. Am I missing something? This, this, for the past year, almost all the songs that have come out. And the thing is, when Holy Ten sort of did this, when he, with his, before his album, whatever, it wasn't quite like this, but there was a little bit of this and it kind of worked. But I, anyway, Gary Mapanzure has just released his album. It's called Special Delivery. Came out this past weekend. Oh, actually at the beginning of this week and I quite I quite enjoyed it I went through it I think a standout track is his collaboration with K-Chaps mm. uh, it's got another song called How Love Is let me play the collaboration with K-Chaps because I think it's pretty dope it's called On You I sleep a lot because I'm trying to ignore reality you in my dreams baby is the closest he can be Remember that I wanna give up on you. I wanna give up on you. Cause I am crazy for you. Cause I am crazy for you. I wanna give up on you. I wanna give up on you. Dirigo Wavan Wavan Dirigo Zamaku eat a plan for you. Just to win over your heart I want to get the opposite of a heart transplant So I could get another one So I can love you twice So I could get another one So I could love you twice Cause twice sounds nice Twice sounds nice Twice does sound nice, Gary Twice does sound nice Gary is... I like his I like his music but the voice is so distinct that I can understand like the like either you feel the voice or you don't and I kind of like it I like it but uh, I think it was a pretty dope album Special Delivery check it out there's a whole bunch of other new music uh, there's the Gemma album the EP rather that has come out that we had spoken about before um, it's also mm-hmm. got some, I, I'm, I quite enjoyed that I won't lie um <laughs> There's um there's uh uh Freya's album. Remember we had Freya on the podcast? The balance album is out. <laughs> yeah, I missed the launch. I was invited to the launch, but I was still down there. But I'll see if I can connect with them while I'm here in Jobel again. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what else? Anything you're feeling right now, Philip? Oh, there's so much, Dan. Ish. So much came out this past week, huh? Yeah, so much, so much came out. Let me, 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 let me find you some things. I mean, there's this new DJ Jayfane and JS with Young Stunner. Speaking of Young Stunner, going to be in Zimson. Did you, did you see that? Yeah, I saw. Any, anytime you came in with the Digong beat, my way. This song is a banger.
is the new Josiah Disciple, My Way, Sons of Gomorrah. Our patrons have been asking We're gonna get it going But yeah, this is a banger Anyway, yeah, I'm gonna Oh, of course, and shout out to my boy Rhymes Rhymes Adikunle Gold dropped his much anticipated album Over the weekend Rhymes is all over this one right here the track is called Fye F-Y-E Ajikunle Gold and Steph Landan Yeah Well that's in the background Dan you know we were Actually I, I was going through Our email We've got a couple of reviews That came in Um First one here is from Mick G. It might be Mick G himself. We don't know. Uh, let's find out. And it goes. Uh, and let me get the full review here. They go. I love you guys, and yes, I listen to Mick G as well, and I love him. I don't think we are stupid people who listen to either podcast. However, I think Mick G's platform allows them to interview celebrities in whichever way, and celebrities tend to open up more, more of what we want to know. Actually, they all know. How he is before they even accept the interview So if they didn't like the questioning They wouldn't come And like you said They listen to the content before it's uploaded And choose what to upload before it's aired So that's not on him Ari's interview Dot 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 Yes he could have asked in a better way To each their own Well I don't think we said people were stupid You see We just said the people that were defending him Especially after someone highlighted the thing, well, showing questionable judgment. You know, <laughs> and then we've got another comment here from Too Broke to Be a Patron. I like it because the, the, they used the number Too Broke and then To Be a Patron. Ah, I see that. Smart. Smart. Yeah, but pay up though. Okay? That's for free in this world. Just joking. Awesome banter and relevant topics keep me in touch with trends and events. Four hour episodes are no for me. They make me feel like I have a social life. Sigh. I think I think what they meant is that four hour episodes don't make them feel like they have a social life. But yes. Shout out to you. Um, that's Farai Matt. And uh, Sheza who we, we get sent in the comments this week. Yeah, we don't think you're stupid. You listen to us. Of course you're not dumb. You're very smart. Well, well, well. Um, we also have some words from another podcast, Philip. It's layered. Mm. It's layered. Sent us a sizable donation. I saw, I saw the donation. email this morning, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. To support the mental health work. I really appreciate that. Shout out. It was getting all bleak this month, bro. Mm. Shout out, shout out to you. Yeah, we were, we were in a, we've been in a tough spot, eh, Philip? Shout out to you, It's Layered. Hey, uh, your boys, Dan and Phil, do feature in an upcoming episode of It's Layered. So keep your eyes on there as well. Obviously, we'll tell you when it's ready. It's dropping uh, on Feb 14, they said. Yes, Feb 14. Valentine's. I, I, I don't know if they want us to, if it's supposed to be a surprise or if we can 
But hey, look, I mean, they didn't tell us not to say it. So yeah, we're going to be out on Valentine's. He's coming. Um, so sh- check out It's Laid as well. It was a great conversation. Uh, looking forward to hearing um, what what is allowed to stay in the podcast. <laughs> and shout out to you for supporting our podcast as well. We appreciate you. It's Laid. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, of course, shout out to everyone who does support us financially. Our whole Patreon squad. This week, the group was on fire. Everybody was talking. We appreciate it. If you want to be a, pat- a patron as well, don't forget to brooktumbles.com forward slash donate. You can either be a Patreon member and we'll add you to the group or you can do a one-off donation if that's all you can do. Uh, you can even do Ego Cash if you have to because we have bills in Zim Dollars as well. But, uh, you know, mm. we would appreciate it if it helps towards the pushing. You know, end of year is always tight because it's time to renew everything that's paid annually. So, uh, you know, please. Yeah, the website is due in 10 days. Website, equipment, yeah, yeah, please, please continue to support the podcast that you love. Twobroketwimbles.com forward slash donate. But we do understand if you can't pay. If you can't pay, I mean, try find a way to support. But if you can't, you can find other ways. Just share the podcast. Literally just retweet. When you see us tweet about it, just retweet. Or drop a comment in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever you use to listen to your podcast. Drop a Yanka comment there. We would really appreciate it. Rate us as five stars if you can. Share the link with other people if you can. Um, yeah, it's pretty much it. Thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up there. Phil, I don't know if there's anything you want to say before we get out of here. I think you covered it all, man. Um, thank you guys for holding us down. It's been a great year. We're gonna have a bigger year. And don't forget to go to manscaped.com and use the coupon code 2BT at checkout to get smooth bundles and 20% off. Don't forget the free shipping and uh, an excellent gift, if I might say so myself. It looks really nice. It's very professional. It's just, wow. Yeah. Tune. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. We're out. I'll take this one if it's what I feel. Maybe I'll go just to keep it real. Maybe I'll go just to keep it real. I like a sap, like a mama in I'll take dessert if it's what I feel. Maybe I'll go just to keep it real. For it fine Just because I wanna be alone Doesn't mean I'm caught up on my own Doesn't mean I'm lonely Boy, you see, and only for you Just because I wanna be alone Doesn't mean I'm caught up on my own Doesn't mean I'm lonely Boy, you see, and only
Still young. 